Hi there, today I'm with uh, Donna, teacher, food critic, entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and all-around dessert queen. Can you explain to me how you fell in love with desserts? I love desserts, and I noticed that whenever I do like uh, food reviews on desserts, they get more engagement than the rest of the food. Mm. So, um, and being in Bahrain, like this is the land of halwa. Yeah, if you think of about it, like people love desserts. Um, so I wanted to bring something unique to the island, and this is how it all started. Are you more? Were you more interested beginning your dessert career? in creating simpler but very refined or would you be more interested in the more complex and the more complicated in a sense of you know the the napoleon dessert whatever that's called uh yes that's the one because yeah. i know that's like quite high in your yeah. skill level that you need than versus like a vanilla ice cream <laughs> so um i mean like mostly i miss desserts from back home like mm -hmm. back in lebanon we have some really good patisseries Mm. Um, and I noticed here that there's a big trend. I call it the chocolate vomit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything just drowned in syrup and Nutella, and they just call this dessert. So I wanted to create something that is light and delicious, and you can enjoy after a heavy meal, and not for it to be like the meal. Mm. And how would you choose the places you were critiquing on Instagram? Um, so basically, I would get when I first started, I would go to mm -hmm. restaurants and I would order and give my review but the to the restaurant itself yes I can't imagine a lot of them would be like oh thank you they've been like oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I would post them on Instagram yeah I think that they cared a little bit more yeah, yeah. <laughs> so later on um, I got sued like three times I'm not surprised I got hacked three times I'm not surprised I'm very sorry to hear that though thank you and once I got threatened to be burnt along with my car Wow. Yeah. So after that, I decided that um, whenever a restaurant invites me for a review, I would make them sign a consent form that says, I'm going to review your food. I will mention the positive and the negative, but in a constructive way. So if they don't sign this waiver, I would not go and do the review. That's very smart of you. Yeah. Did that, did that help a little bit with the yeah, backlash? It, it, I mean, like, it eliminated the the threats and the lawsuits really yeah and i also got myself a lawyer <laughs> okay yeah i'd imagine so yeah well uh, w when was when when did the first negativity of it pop out did you already hit 1000 2000 5000 um i think maybe around i am not really sure i started in 2019 not mm. long ago mm. um but yeah, I mean, like it was a mixture of like mukbang food reviews and just giving my honest opinion. No, no. The only reason I'm wondering is because if <laughs> if 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 I if I started your career path and I was maybe let's say 500 followers in and I already got my first lawsuit, I'm not sure if I was brave if I would be brave enough to then be like, you know what, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something, I'm doing something here and I'll push along, you know. Actually, it gave me like a push forward. Mashallah, you're very brave. Said, you know, because with every review, especially like if it has a, a little bit, let's, I'm not gonna say negative, like points of improvement, mm -hmm. I would get like a surge of new followers. Mm -hmm. So, mm. yeah, and, and pe people's support meant a lot to me. <sighs> I, ca I can't, I, it's, it's so weird to me and how fragile a lot of business owners' egos are. It, yeah. It's, it's crazy to me, and I don't understand how you can run a business if, if you know, every, like, hiccup is going to go wild. I mean, now, 
having a restaurant, I kind of know what they feel. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, once you get like a review from a customer, you you can tell if it's like constructive, if it's objective, or they're just hating on you. Or just want a discount. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So usually, like when I when I give give reviews, I don't use words like bad or terrible or don't go to that place. Mm. I just describe the food as it is, and that's what a food critic is supposed to do. No, I agree. To accurately uh, relay the experience to the audience. And have you have you expanded your your critique into further fields of food other than just desserts? Oh yeah, I mean like uh, I do all sorts of cuisines. Because you started mostly with desserts, so I didn't interrupt you, right? Uh, no. Okay, it was all everything. around food. Okay, yes. because I didn't go all the way back to your it's original okay, no post. Worries. Yeah, so I do everything. Mm-hmm. I do everything. Um, and I also do some products as well. Okay. Like uh, olive oil, you know, like some coffee. Um, yeah. Mashallah, Ali, fantastic. And do you have your own website that you sell it through, or how do you do the sales? Yeah, for we do have Donna's Wonders. Okay. And we do have our location in. There we have it, right up. Yes. Wonderful. Um, and we do have our location in Sheikh Ibrahim um, Al Khalifa Center for Culture and Arts. In oh, mashallah. Mashallah. Um, so we started desserts, and then people were like, but we want to eat before the dessert. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I collaborated with Chef Fazra Al Mansoure, and she makes the rest of the food. These are her recipes. Oh, this looks delicious. Um, and the desserts are mine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And who, who was who was it your original idea to go? You know what? I want to start a cuisine, and I want to now from going from reviews to business owner, or did your friends and family influence you and said, "Hey, you know what, Donna? You keep talking about it, so maybe <laughs> you should start doing it." Um, I, it just happened. Just happened. Yeah, it just so fell into your lap. It yeah, is what it is. I used to actually sell online twice a week. Yeah. Being a teacher, I do, I couldn't do it full time, so. Um, Tuesday and Friday were the days. Um, um, and uh, I got to thank uh, Charlie, Charlie Coxie. <laughs> <for Okay. that. laughs> he, w- he gave me the idea, just do it twice a, w- twice a week. Um, and then somehow my dessert reached to Sheikh Ibrahim Center. They mm. really liked it. So they called me. They said, we have a proposal for you. This is a restaurant. Come make your party breast here. Oh, mashallah. Mashallah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fascinated, did, did you hire an outside firm to do that website and the upkeep and everything else? Uh, the website is from Alligator. Yeah. They're very professional. I really like them. Because um, it's not easy to get an ups- website up and running, taking payments, and then making yeah. sure that the orders are fulfilled. That's its own true, true. whole nightmare. True, true. And uh, how do you handle deliveries? Uh, we do have a company that sure. we work with. Okay, okay. So you don't you don't hire a driver and then. No, actually, parcel okay. is so easy. I recommend every small business to have them. They eliminate the headache of, you know, the whole driving and and delivering thing. And do you take payment online or do you yes, take payment? Yes, we do have online payments. Okay. Debit and credit. We're on Talabat as well. Talabat, okay. Ahlan, Mutlub. Perfect. Homies. Perfect. Yep. Can you scroll up and and, and can we see some of the products? And not just the lovely food. Mm-hmm. So you will see our signature dessert later on, the Paris breast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the first one. So you did mention about chocolate vomit, didn't you? <laughs> That's not very good vomit. I mean, I mean, go down. three. Hold on, hold on. Three. Well, uh, that's not like a whole sy- chocolate syrup poured. Uh, go down in a bit more. Go, 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 Dad. Okay, stop. 
So this is the Tat Oshoko Outer Bush. Mm-hmm. This is a Lebanese street. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's very, very old. Like every Lebanese kid has had it. Um, so tarbush is basically biscuit, meringue, and it's coated in Valrona chocolate. It looks delicious. Um, so the one you saw up there is the same thing, but it's covered with coconut. Oh, okay. Is this your own recipe or um, more traditional stuff? It's it's a Lebanese recipe, but you know, I just make it more upscale. Okay. Tarbush is a very, you know, simple and basic thing, but you know, adding Valrona uh, just takes it to a whole nother level. I can imagine. Have you started experimenting, creating your own recipes as well? Yes, I kind of made something um, by mistake, and it's amazing. It's so good. It's a cross between donuts and churros. Okay. And we call it duros. That sounds delicious. And it's, it's like when you bite into it, it's a crisp, and then it's so empty and, and airy from inside. Mm-hmm. And we top it with creme mousseline, mm-hmm. and there is melted Valrhona chocolate on the side. Do you sell it already online so we yeah, can yeah. see a picture of you it? You can go up a bit. Oh, ah, yeah. but now great. what we just add is like basically we just put a scoop of cream in the where the hole is. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> I, used to, I used to stuff the cream inside it. Yeah. But people wanted more cream. I can imagine. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to dump it all up yeah. and call it a day. It uh, do, you, do you do it with, is that sauce, that caramel sauce? No, that's chocolate, Valrona chocolate. Valrona chocolate. Okay, yeah. wonderful. We do have another recipe of our own. It's called Dona Misu. Uh, it's over here, actually, you can see it. It's a version of tiramisu. There um, it is, yeah. Yeah. And um, back in 2019, I went to Florence for a cooking course. Mm-hmm. And after we're done, the instructor invited us to her home, and uh, we met her nonna. Okay. Her nonna, she had like her own unique thing going on, and um, she shared with me this recipe of tiramisu. It was in Italian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she started... I had to translate it, and apparently, like this is their family recipe or their take on tiramisu. Okay, so but it's so good. So Dana just admitted to stealing a poor yeah. <laughs> yes. recipe. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Nana. <laughs> Thank you, Gra- uh, gracias. You gracias. Gracias. It's no. Spanish, but yeah. Okay. Grazie. Grazie. Is <laughs> Italian. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful, though. Me. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so actually, my. I told my followers the story and I was like, what should we call it? And mm-hmm. they were like, Donamisu. Donamisu. Donamisu, Donamisu. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, Paris-Brest actually mm-hmm. go down a bit more. So Paris-Brest is usually uh, stuffed with creme mousseline, praline, praline. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, I do change like the stuffing inside. Like we did the ashta. It's like a Arabic version of it. It has a bit of rose water, orange blossom water, mystica. So it gives it that Arabic touch. Wow. And and how long did it take you to figure out your supply side of things? Because oh. that's never easy, especially yes. for a restaurant yes. to get that also in an order. So when I first, actually the whole thing started when Bahrain TV asked me to come and do like a recipe for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to make a dessert because I, I always know like when I do desserts, lots of views. Sorry. It's okay. Um, and I wanted to do something unique, so I was like trying to find Paris Brest. Um, did so many trial and error because uh, <coughs> the recipe won't work here because of our humidity. And this type of dough doesn't have any yeast, so it has to rise on the chemical balance of like eggs, sugar, um, and butter. 
lots of trial and error until I figured it out. Are you sure you're an English teacher, not a chemistry teacher? <laughs> I mean, I'm I actually took a, took a chemistry course on food. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I yeah. mean, wow, you knew exactly how that the humidity would be an issue <laughs> for the cooking process. And there's the no solution online for it. Like I tried to search everywhere. Oh God. Um, but it was like four months of trial and error and I just make a batch, send it to my friends and they come back to me with their feedback until we fixed it. For supplies, I don't mind sharing my supplier, let everyone <laughs> um, benefit from it. So we got uh, Tritata, they mm -hmm. have a website, they mm -hmm. sell like premium goods, they're mm. really good. Uh, we have Woodbury. It's here in Sif also. They're, they're amazing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just interested because I, I can imagine doing these kind of desserts, you'd want to have the best quality exactly. ingredients as you can get, exactly, yeah. which which isn't always easy to, to get your hands on. But for example, like a praline, lots of things I had to make them from scratch. I'd imagine so, yeah. Because um, the, the praline that they sell over here isn't of good quality. It's just filled with oil. Okay. So that's why sometimes you eat something with praline, you feel like, I don't like it, but it's not that you don't like it. You've been eating it like a bad quality of it. So, are, are do you are you in the or do you prescribe on a whole debate with MSG as well? MSG. Yeah. Um, I know it's a little off from the topic yeah. because it, because you've studied food chemistry and you've been a, you've worked now a kitchen and stuff like that. There's so many people out there who don't like to put MSG in their food. Yeah. And because they, although it's a taste enhancement, it's very common in Japanese cuisine, True. less so in, in Lebanese cuisine. I was just fascinated from a business owner perspective. Is that? Um, I mean, I've heard chefs defend it a lot. They would say like, no, it's really good. There is, um, I mean, like all those reports were fake or they're not accurate or true. I, I think that's what chefs treasure things. I'm mm. not really sure. Because I don't use MSG in my dishes. <laughs> I think it's for savory food mostly. Yeah, that, no, no, no. It is, it is, it is. It's yeah. it, it, it gives it a mosa. It's called mo mosa flavor, or mosi flavor. Okay. Like the mosa. Oh, you know the soup that, that in Japan that you can get? I forgot what the name miso? it is. Miso. Yeah, it's mm. like a miso flavor. Okay. And it just fascinated me, and that's why I just came into my head that I didn't want to ask. <laughs> okay, so how long have you now owned this business for? since October. Since October. Mm. And what's taking more time for you, the Instagram or the business? Oh, definitely the business. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like um, like anything in life, I try to be more practical and figure out, like, you know, shortcuts and ways to get the job done with less time as possible. Um, I mean, I figured this out with my uh, teaching job. Mm -hmm. Like, I do have a routine that I follow, and then... I actually opened a translation company, translation and interpretation, like nine years ago. Mashallah. Are you? Do you not feel like you're busy enough already? <laughs> That's the thing with me. Like I always have to have something. Oh I, I can't just sit still. Oh, and you're experimenting with food and yeah. with desserts, yeah. and you're running, uh, doing a review critic business on sure. Insta, and now you're <laughs> top of that. You want to do a translation? So how long have you been doing the translation? It's been nine years. My God. Okay. But you know, like now we have like a small a small team. So my job is mostly like coordinating with between clients and them. Uh, maybe sometimes I do proofreading if I'm if I'm free. Um, but yeah. I mean, the great thing about it, you can use it as an automatic marketing tool, right? Because mm. when a client comes in, you can give them some desserts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a whole repetitive cycle right exactly. there. Exactly. Just link everything together. Together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Come for the translation, leave for the desserts. <laughs> sure. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So is there any other projects that you're looking into doing? 
Um, maybe hopefully another branch for Donuts Wonders. Mm -hmm. In Bahrain, or would you like to do it somewhere in the Gulf countries? No one knows. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Exciting news are coming. Inshallah. <laughs> okay. And uh, do you do you deliver all over Bahrain? All over Bahrain, all even over Bahrain. to Jarrah. Wow, because mm -hmm. that's pretty far away from yes. from your location. Absolutely, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like the place is fantastic in Hara. I hope one day you would come and visit. Definitely. Um, it's a historical location. Um, the place is called Farijeshuk. Okay. And it's basically where um, you know, the old houses of the ruling families were. Uh, we have Sheikh Ibrahim Center there. It's gorgeous. They have amazing, like they do these uh, operas, orchestras, um, amazing shows there every Monday and Wednesday. Um, so people, when you go, when it's quite the sales pitch. I didn't even know that existed. My God, it's an amazing place. Like there are 22 homes that people can actually visit. Look mm. into the old Bahrain, mm. um, and it's a place where you can feel like the historical part of Bahrain, but it's renovated. It's new and modern. Mm. Our only, uh, I would not call it issue, uh, the only setback <laughs> is uh, trying to figure out I, it, I feel like your PR brain, is, PA PR brain is working right uh, now. <laughs> it's actually... Uh, the only negative, the only uh, improvable. Accessible. Accessible. Accessibility for the place. You know, you've got to put effort into going Getting there. to reach there. Well, you know what? I, if you don't have to put a little effort in, then is it worth going, right? True. It's worth it, though. See? Mm -hmm. Which fascinates me, and I think y y you you can probably contest to this, is how, how weird it is how small Bahrain is, yet how many things we, even living here for more than 20 years, for yeah. me it's been more than 20 years, still discover new places. I never knew about that place, and I'm sure there's other things here that I don't have never heard of, never thought of, never even looked into, which is crazy considering yeah. <laughs> the amount of times I must have driven on the island up and down and left and right. Yeah, <laughs> fascinating. So that's why I'm glad to be here today. Now you know. Fantastic, fantastic. So why did you choose that location, though? Um, I didn't. They oh, didn't. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, 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 yes. So if you would open a second branch, where would you like to put it then? Um, I think you just look at, um, you know, I would look definitely for somewhere that's very accessible. The highway. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> You know, because um, our concept, John as Wonders, we actually created our identity even when we were back online with mm. uh, Hashem Karachi. Um, he's brilliant, a genius guy. Um, so when we sat together and he's like, oh, you want like a cute, white, nice boutique, uh, uh, dessert, patisserie? I was like, no. no. <laughs> I wanted something that is crossed between Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Alice in Wonderland. Because... I don't stick to one cuisine. I love food in general, and I just wanted to give people like, um, you know, like a, a, I wanted to play with textures. I wanted to play with flavors, and I didn't want like one cuisine to restrict me. So I just wanted to just give whatever I I find delicious. Um, so that's why it's called Donna's Wonders um, because most of the things that you will have. At Donna's Wonders, it would be like maybe the first time you try such a flavor, or mm. or you'd have like such a combination of textures together. I mean, you sold me already. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm getting really down. Yeah. 
So I want to choose a new location that would highlight that concept uh-huh. and would be like a perfect place for families, teenagers, young adults to come and enjoy my wonders. See, now this is really interesting because you're, you're going in a very different path than I thought you'd be heading to in my head. I would think you, you want to, to build some sort of larger facility and then maybe export to supermarkets no. and that kind of stuff. You're going totally the opposite yeah. way. That's fascinating. And so would, would, would you try to make it more corporate, like events and stuff like that in, in the shop space itself? Uh, it could be. It could cater to, you know, business to business. I, I've been thinking about this. Um, do you do any catering to business to business at the moment? Uh, we do now, like for very few companies. Like we, we, we hosted like Alba and uh, some embassies and mm. stuff. Mashallah. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to more, inshallah. No, I mean, it, it, it all depends on which direction you want to go to, right? B2C and B2B have very different, True. like, exactly. mental constraints, right? Yeah. The, the, you know, if you're doing more B2B, you have to be, you have to almost make a menu for that event, yeah. in a sense, right? True. If you do B2C, then you basically have one menu that's either forever or seasonal, True. right? Yeah. So it's... Yeah, and the focus would be more on the experience when it's B2C. Um, like I want to create a place or the new location would cater and give like a, a new experience that people haven't. I'm, I'm not going to dig too yet. deep into it. Yeah. I know you want to keep secret yeah. to, to when it's up and running. Uh, so I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> Me too. A lot. No, I think it, it, it's great. Are you going to, do, do you think kids space has any, th- has, has any kind of space in your shop? Of course. I really? mean, like the kids would be my number one. Really? Customers, yeah. I mean, think about it. It's like an imaginary world. Uh, again, I'm I'm not gonna dig too deep into it. Yeah, to it's r- okay, to r- r- uh, you can tell that from our logo. Like it's mostly like vintage circus vibes. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Um, so yeah. Think of an old European circus. I, I, I kind of got the feel of, of how you have it in, in your head. I, yeah. I mean, I think I, I have something in my head where I can imagine of how it's looking. I'm just surprised that you, you'd, you'd, you'd entertain the idea of catering with kids, like especially like, like wanting to have kids come in just because of how noisy they are. I love kids. God. I'm, I'm a teacher. It's okay, but yeah. the other customers are going to flip. And kids love me. That I, I don't doubt it for a second. Mm-hmm. My God, my God. Yeah, well, so you told me you were selling oils and coffees, uh, cooking, uh, not cooking oil, which is it? Olive oil. Olive. I don't sell olive oil. I said I review olive oil. Oh, you review olive oil. Yeah, because like usually olive oil is very tricky. This is for Bahrain foodie now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember my grandma mm-hmm. um, back at home. She used to have these like tips and tricks how to tell, you know, if olive oil is good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, because where I come from, we don't just go to the supermarket and buy stuff. It's like in September, they call it Shahr al Mune. So in September, they buy the whole supplies for the entire mm-hmm. year. And um, uh, many people would come bring to my grandma like um, gallons of olive oil. And she had this trick of like, you know, putting it on her skin, rubbing it, smelling it, tasting it, sipping from it. She would do all sorts of things with it until she determines which one she wants to keep. Eh, sh- which one she want to buy from. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
so um, yeah, I, I started doing this with some olive oil here, and the video w did very well, the review video. Oh, fantastic. I'm surprised that you don't want to use that expertise and, and your website to, to push other products or potential other products, whether it be olive oil or coffee or anything else like that. Maybe in the future. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because I could see that working, especially in your shop space. I mean, like, olive oil is very tricky if we're talking about the specific product. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you can't really tell, like, 100% unless it's, like, there's a certificate from a lab. Mm -hmm. And you got to be, like, incredibly sure of your supplier or whoever is giving you this stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same with every every product out there. No, I mean, in, in, in my head, Donna, I wasn't thinking of you just simply reselling a packaged item. Yeah. I, I, th I In my head, I thought more like you'd do like your grandma, test the olive oils that you might like, and then work out some kind of agreement with that factory to have your name or, or your brand on it. And that's where you're going to get that trust and reliability from, right? Because you'd be already... Now you gave Using me a new expertise. project to think of. Thank no, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're already busy. <laughs> and where do you do you do you have a favorite coffee place here in Bahrain? Um, I do have few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six six eight. Okay. I'm a big fan of Cortado. Cortado. Okay. Um, so six six eight sells a good Cortado. There's another place where people like get shocked whenever I mention it. I don't know what Cortado is, by the way. A Cortado is a is a certain type of coffee that mm -hmm. you know it's very it's it's a bit strong, but you know like you sip it, you feel like your head wakes up. I uh, for it's me, like magic. Black Americano. Uh, it's a lot strong. I would <laughs> that's uh, that's all I drink. I I never tried any of the other it's variations. It's very strong and creamy. Okay, S so um, it's made with cream then I, s I assume. No, just milk. Just milk. milk. Yeah. Uh, Foth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but basically, 668 and Jasmine's Coffee have great cortado. Really? Yes, this is a cortado. Oh, wow. Mm. I thought you were going to say Donna has the best coffee. <laughs> we actually do. There we go. <laughs> no, but I like to uh, highlight other uh, businesses who deserve it as well. Good, I mean, good um, what I really like about like the certain type of coffee that I like that we sell is the V60. Mm -hmm. We use Ethiopian beans. Mm -hmm. um, and V60, I mean, you're a fan of black coffee. You would really like that because you will enjoy the flavors of coffee and no acidity. Mm -hmm. Well, it's all, it comes a lot to the roasting as well when it comes True. to coffee, right? True. And some people just burn it so yeah. black, especially anything by, by Starbucks is just <laughs> disaster. Yeah, yeah. You know? And um, yeah, that's the uh, We get it from like this roastery called Melissa's Emporium. Mm -hmm. They're really good. Mm -hmm. Oh, fantastic! Oh, you even sell rose milk. I haven't had rose milk in years. Mm. I need to do private bookings as well. Yes. So because we close at seven p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, after seven, people usually book our restaurant if they have like a date or family gathering or a small celebration. Mm. Is that working well for you? Yeah, yeah. It's doing great, private bookings. Really? Yeah, because especially like with ladies and girls, sometimes they just want to celebrate in somewhere that's nice, where they can take nice pictures. Um, um, and, you know, they don't want to be bothered by anyone else, so they <coughs> can book the entire place, do their thing, and, um, and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm just surprised because I thought you would have been better off to, to do private bookings like maybe once or twice a week and the rest of the days be open till 10 or 11 
or whatever normally restaurants are open till uh, here in Bahrain. Because that area again accessibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's after a bit strange. Yeah. yeah. After seven p.m., the center closes. You sure you didn't study business, by the way? <laughs> you know your your, <laughs> your business like, <laughs> mashallah, hey, that's really good, by the way. By the way, I've met a lot of entrepreneurs who sit right there in the seat and don't know anything about their own industry or their business. Where I ask these kind of questions, they're like, oh, you know, I never thought about that. What it basically means, they've never put their hand in their business. Mashallah, very good. Yeah, I feel you gotta be there. Like, I'm there almost all the time. You know, sometimes I don't even go home. Like, I end up sleeping there because I'm baking so late. Even like two days ago, I had to stay there until like 3 a.m. to finish baking, and I just fell asleep on the sofa. Next day, just went home, changed, and went back to work. So I know that feeling very well. Yeah. I know that feeling very well. Sometimes we're here on, on with the podcast when we're editing, the three of us. We're sometimes here until 2 or 3 a.m., especially some because I, I try to do about three shows a day. Yeah. So That's <laughs> a lot, three shows a day. Yeah, it, it's all right, right? Yeah. It is what it is. It's about six hours worth of content. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which we then have to edit down and then send to the obviously True. the guests to get approval, make sure they're all happy with that content, and then we publish. Yeah. That's classy. <laughs> what about you, Donna? You've you've came from Lebanon. Have you gone back again? Have you thought about doing some more stuff from Lebanon? Um, I mean, I, I travel to visit my family. I used to go there like three times a year, mm -hmm. but then it's just kind of decreased. I haven't been there for the last uh, three years now. And have they not thought about moving towards here in Bahrain to see you more? My mom came and visited. She doesn't really like the weather much. Yeah, I can imagine. Too humid, yeah. I imagine. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. Do you have any brothers, sisters? Uh, we're actually four sisters and one brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what do the other four sisters and brother do? Um, also all entrepreneurs? No, I have my brother. Um, he did his. He's in banking and finance. Okay, fantastic. Um, and my, I have a sister who who's a. She works for a Chinese company. Okay. Um, there, I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing exactly. wrong with that. <laughs> I didn't expect that question. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, um, I have a sister who's doing PhD in law, and one sister who's a nun. Oh wow! I know. Great. Is she happy? Yeah. Wow. Did she just fell into being a nun like you fell into being a teacher? <laughs> she did. She did. So did you get a lot of financial advice then from your brother? Um, not much, to be honest. But in no I, why is he not helping his sister? <laughs> I think because I don't like to worry my family with my issues. Um, so ever since a young age, I rely on myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And as I grew older, I understand now more that it's important to delegate and to be able to trust people around you, take that opinion. Sometimes that saves you a lot of uh, trouble and heart, heartaches and so on. Um, Again, you don't know how many business owners come and they talk about how they're a one-man show and they run everything because no one else can handle it. No one else knows how to do things. And I just literally sit here and I just <laughs> massage my, <laughs> my head. It is very hard to delegate, to be honest. Sometimes I wish I can clone myself, but that's not possible. So being a teacher, I try to teach my team, be patient with them, invest in them, so they can help me the best way possible. And the only way to actually grow 
is basically to have a strong team with you. No one person can, you know, lift their business on their own. A company is only as good as its people in it. Exactly, exactly. And that's why you see so many companies that are doing amazing, amazing. The owner, like, is clueless, mm -hmm. but the employees care, mm -hmm. and they work. Mm -hmm. No, we can swear. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> but I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And it, it, is, it is a little sad, though, when, when the owner doesn't care. But the staff are really like like trying, and they're really grinding. Yeah. You know, it it does it does make me my heart bleed a little bit. You know. Because I'm an employee, I know how they feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know how it is to, to I know how it is to care, especially with clients and stuff like that, and then them just like go backslapping you completely, especially if it's a project what what they hired because as consultancy, what I did before. You, they would hire you to do like, uh, you know, like a decision analysis or or whatever for a decision base, right? And then you'd present that data and the finding and be like, listen, you should be doing whatever A is. And their whatever reason have in their head that B is a better optimum source for them. Sometimes B is more expensive. Sometimes B has some relationships with 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 uh, like your supplier relationships or with your customer relationships. So that's why you know decisions can can become more complicated. And I, it always, it always, it always is heartbreaking when when somebody you know in your heart of heart is doing the wrong decision business wise, yeah. and then six months later, you know, wh when that effect comes into play, they call you then back and then saying, hey, you know what, that decision didn't work out for us. Oh my <laughs> Can you come back in and help us, whatever is w the issue is? And you're then going. <laughs> Listen yeah. to me. I yeah, it's it's, it's 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 the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> well, it is what it is. Exactly. So, <clears throat> what's the goal with with Instagram? Hundred K followers now? I don't care about the number of followers, to be honest. Okay. I care about the quality. Okay. So to me. <laughs> See, we're on we're on the yeah. we're on point. This team. Yeah. Good guys. Good guys. So yeah, I care about the quality of people, and I can I could actually see that when I opened my restaurant, mm -hmm. the quality of people who visit us, the the type of people who come there. Um, I do want the connoisseurs to follow me. I do want people who know what they, you know, people who are into the good quality of food. Um, follow me. I don't care about the number, to be honest. Okay. Okay. I I just um, did. I would just imagine that 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 the larger your number base is, the more opportunities you have in various enterprises and mm -hmm. businesses. And sometimes the wrong crowd can drag you down. Really? Yeah. Okay. Th I mean, I shouldn't be so surprised. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And only eight hundred and twenty-nine posts as well. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. That's really, really good. That's really, 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 really good. That's really good. So I try to cover like a range of places. Mm -hmm. so it's not just always like, you know, five star restaurants and hotels. I do cafeterias. I mean, you run out very quickly at that yeah. point, right? And Bahrain is small. So I try to do everything like all sorts of cuisines. Today we have an awesome review dropping about um, a Korean place. Perfect, because this episode is going to be live in two weeks. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'll, I'll attach in the link that, yeah. that, that, <laughs> that episode that you're dropping. So it's a Korean place you were mentioning. Korean place where they have private rooms for karaoke. Ooh. It's so much fun. 
Okay, okay, okay. And, and uh, are they serving Korean food as well, or yeah, is it? amazing quality, mashallah. So you, as you, as as as, oh, I don't want to say chef, but let's say chef. Food critic. Food critic. Does it annoy you when you see a restaurant that says they're Japanese but then serve like all kinds of Thai dishes? Yeah. Thank I mean, you. <laughs> Thank you. It is a bummer. Like either just don't stick to that label if you want to like play with other flavors, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, but it's like, eh, it's it's annoying. I, I just it, it it puts the question the quality right. Yeah. When you go to like a Japanese place, then the, you see like what, chicken chow mein or something I like know. that. I remember I went to a place and they just serve every like they serve stuff from noodles to like tabbouleh and grills, <laughs> and then biryani mashboos. <laughs> And then burgers, and then a steak entrecote, and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, you're a very talented chef. Yeah, it was so <laughs> bad. It was so <laughs> shitty. They definitely used MSG in that. <laughs> 100%. Nothing can help them. My dad went to, my dad and a f- friend went somewhere in Adlia, and they went to a, pl- you remember, th- I, I don't know how many years you've been here, uh, 10? So maybe this is before your time, I imagine. <coughs> there used to be a restaurant in Adlia that was like a tomato. Like like in from outside, it was like a green tomato. Wow. And they were it was a Chinese restaurant, but uh, like you described that other place, it served everything under the earth. And I think my dad was really brave that day, and he ordered a pizza. <laughs> 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 he, said, he said it was the worst pizza he's ever had in his life. <laughs> he was at that point over, I think, 45 years old or something like that. So <laughs> 45 years of experience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So is there any plans for Donna starting to serve international <laughs> cuisines as well? No. Going from pizza but to we Chinese? We do we do a lot of fusions, though. Yeah? Yeah, like, for example, Chef Fajr did this, um, uh, what is it? A Paris meets Manama. Okay. So you know Mahiawa, right? No, but I'll pretend <gasps> like I do. Oh, my. Where are you from, by the way? I'm half Saudi and half German. Okay, so basically... <laughs> <laughs> not the answer you're expecting, were you? No, 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 not at all. So basically, mahiawa is like, um, it's a fish sauce mm-hmm. that's very popular here and came from Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, it tastes a lot like za'atar. Okay. So basically, it's just like bread. She spreads it with mahiawa. She puts tomato concasse. Okay. Jarjir. Okay. Cheese. And it's so good. And pomegranate molasses. It sounds delicious. So is it then like a pie? Uh, it's like on a flat bread. Okay, but so it's not very thick then? No, 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 it's very thin. Okay, yeah. well, it all depends on how much cheese but you put on, right? And tomatoes. Yeah. Usually, like here in Mahiawa, they just have it with eggs and cheese. That's the traditional way of having Mahiawa in Bahrain. Wait, 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 wait. There's an Eastern European dish that, that, that sounds similar to that, where, where it's like a bread, but shaped almost like a boat, and it's cheese, and they have an egg on the top. I know which one you mean. Like a satira. Yes. Yeah. Hey, it's like on an Iranian flatbread. Okay. Khubz Khabbaz. Fantastic. I'll definitely yeah. try it. Yeah. So is that your favorite dish then? I like it a lot. A lot, yeah. Do you have a favorite like dish, a by the way? I like everything, to be honest. Um, I don't have... But, you know, every now and then I find myself ordering one specific item from our menu. And just, like, I keep eating that for, like, a week. Or Honestly, <laughs> unbelievable good branding skills. MashaAllah, <laughs> 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 And if, if it's not something that would 
really impressed me. I would never serve it to people. Okay, look at that. being a food critic, you know, they put me on a... a pedestal. Exactly. And they'd be like, I can't do average. It's either I will change your life with this dish or they will be like... Because that's... I have a word I always say like, Adi. It oh means God. that it's average. Yeah, I know. Adi. So they would come to me and be like, Adi. If I serve something, you know, that's just average. I can't do that. And then you told them to get out? No. <laughs> no, I, I, especially when it's like an objective uh, review or like a something constructive, I always take their points in concern. Because mm-hmm. after all, you know, I am there to cook for them. Whatever they like or the majority like, if it makes sense in my head, I'm going to do it. Do you think there? Do you think there's a market here in Bahrain for ridiculous up brandy bougie, 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 bougie uh, food? Like I'm talking about, like the New York, there's a pizza that's for a thousand dollars, which is like four hundred BD. I did see like they're serving a grill splatter for a hundred and four BD. Wow, successful. Apparently mm. so. People are buying it. Fantastic. So there is a market for it then. Yeah. Yeah. Very scarce though. Yeah, I imagine so. Mm. Did you find it? The thousand dollar pizza. Mm-hmm. At Nan oh Nino's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I read it as Nando's for a second. <laughs> Features caviar and lobster. What's your opinion on lobster? I love lobster. You love it? But you gotta know how to cook it. Okay. Some people here like can, you s- can you find a picture of it? Sorry, Dan. Go on. Yes. Go uh, go on, Dan. We actually did a live video on lobster with the Larin Palace and Resort. Mm-hmm. And we showed people how to, it's, it's incredibly easy, but don't boil it, steam it. Okay, so you're not on the grill side, you're on the steam side. Yeah, because once you steam it, you know, all the flavors stay in there, mm-hmm. and it's still, it's still juicy and amazing. That's, I mean, I don't, I mean, that's, I'm conflicted with that. Lobster or caviar? No, I mean, that's, th- if that, if that, if somebody would serve you that on a table and be, oh, that's 400 BD, no. you'd be like, Mm. <laughs> if there's no gold involved, I don't want to look at it. Even with gold, I mean, like it's just absurd. For bourgeois, bourgeois, like the for that kind of a pizza, no. right? I mean, you've got some caviar, you've got caviar dumped everywhere. That guy's fra- face is concerning, by the way. Can you <laughs> click? <on that? laughs> Did he see that, Donna? Look at that face. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> He's like, I'll just put whatever trash together. People will pay for it. Thousand dollar pizza. You got it. Oh my god! I think my, some people might do it for the gram, but it's not something sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Or or to be like a James Bond villain. Well, how about I mean, like you went to this a thousand dollars pizza. Why not the that ice cream that they were selling in Dubai for like thousand dollars? Okay, look that up. Thousand dollar ice cream, isn't? Yeah. It? But at least it's gold. I mean, anything that has to be a thousand dollars in my head I mean, has to have gold on it. Okay, I'll tell you something. Go ahead. Uh, the gold leaves, mm-hmm. you can buy them from any suppliers, and they're like few BDs. They're I not that expensive. I totally agree with you. No, can you go on Google Images? Then we don't need we don't need hardcore information. Mm-hmm. We're a podcast. What do we know? That's the one. Yeah, they sell you the Versace cup that comes with it. Oh, so you take the Versace cup with you? And you get me like, I bought this. But only one. Hmm. So when you're having guests over, you can (laughs) eat your Versace cup and everyone else can have. (laughs) That's amazing. 
That's so amazing. But that I mean, it, I agree with you. You can buy those like gold leaf envelopes. I mean, first they don't taste of anything other yeah. than a little metallic, and second, I mean, they're they're cheap as nothing, yeah. exactly, right? Yeah. But it's for the hype. They're for the hype. And I mean, if, if you're going to charge $1,000 on something, you need to have at least one of those 1BD sh sheets on it. <laughs> Other otherwise, what are you doing? <laughs> if it doesn't sparkle your food, then you'd be like, what's going on? By the way, uh, we just brought up lobster. And somebody told me something. I'm not sure if I should say it. That, that turned me off from lobster for a very long time. What? He said to me, Hamad, Lobsters are the cockroaches of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells me that. They say that about crayfish. As well, I know. Yeah. I know. I love them though, I don't care. Oh, I have to close my eyes now when I look at lobsters. Well, you remember like in COVID when they did the whole seafood bucket craze here in Bahrain? Yeah. Oh my, like everyone started doing the seafood boil. I remember. Can you look? Can you what are you looking at? Gold lobster or something? Yeah, <laughs> seafood boil. Have you tried a blue lobster, by the way? Have I tried a, a lobster? A blue lobster. Blue, no. Never? No. They're very sweet. They're very different than the red ones. No, no I haven't. Have you? No. I have a friend <laughs> of mine who tried it. And he was like so gung-ho. Yeah, but like in Bahrain, they bring them in a bucket and each restaurant would have their own sauce or whatever. They do this They do this in, in, yeah, in, uh, in America yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. I, I, one of the Florida and yeah. one of those states. Yeah. And they do have the, these amazing Alaskan crabs over there. Mm -hmm. But here our crabs are so small and tiny, just no meat whatsoever. Be honest with me, though. As a food critic, when you're going to these fish places, do you check if they remove the stomach? I, I check. I mean, mostly like if I'm eating shrimps, that's what I usually eat a lot. Mm -hmm. I do check if they remove like uh, the, the spine. The st yeah, th I think it's a stomach lining or it's yeah, a spine yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something like this, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's a black line basically. Exactly, yeah. Not everyone does it. And when I, s I, I, that's the first thing I normally do when I order it and I see it in a restaurant and I pick a few and if it still has the lining on it, I immediately go, no, exactly, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Here's a tip for your followers. There's okay. an awesome seafood place in Jafar Square called Fishin. Okay. Excellent quality. Okay. I love how we went from the cockroaches of the sea, my favorite <laughs> food, and by the way. <laughs> no, really. Excellent quality and great, great seafood. Fishin. When I first went to the place, I thought it was called Fishion. <laughs> and I was like, hello, hello. Welcome Bahrain foodie. <laughs> Was the food at least good? So good. Really? Yeah, so good. So what is your favorite restaurant at the moment that isn't yours? To so be precise. I like so many places. Well, I, I'm, I like dishes. I don't like restaurants. Same with music. Okay. I like songs, but I don't like artists. Okay. Because I do feel like there's no, like a place that, can that has everything incredible. I mean, that goes without saying, yeah. Because I do like the experience that I have in some places, like, for example, Mahmonia mm -hmm. has, and it offers a great experience. There it's only seven tables, very exclusive. Chefs are very creative, especially, like, if you choose their set menu, you don't know what to expect. Again, you're telling me all these places that I've never been to, and I'm, I'm amazed. Oh I'm amazed. Have you, e have you eaten by Baba Bahrain? 
Yeah, and there was like small like like yeah, corner yeah. shops. Yeah. There are some of the most weirdest yet also very nice food. No? Some. Some, but yeah. a lot of it is very weird. Yeah. There's a pl- there's a place called Mount Everest, I think. It <laughs> what? <laughs> what does it? What do they sell? Uh, they they sell like some Indian cuisine. You know the the ones where they put the soup in the pani puri, pani puri, whatever it's oh called. Yeah, they sell some of that kind of stuff, and it just has a huge picture of of Mount Everest. Yeah, <laughs> but it tracks your eyeball. I mean, I remember like going like, "All oh, right, I'll try this." Okay. Especially since Mount Everest is in Pakistan, if I'm not mistaken, or Himalaya. Both our geography skills are not that yeah. level. Can I just get it? Uh, have you tried? What's your opinion right now uh, with the new chef at um, Ritz Carlton, that Italian restaurant? Murigiero. Yeah. Pop up. I didn't try it there. Not the pop-up, sorry. They have they have that you know where where the cigar lounge is. Is it? Oh no, that one in. I don't, I don't know. It, it's I forgot the name. Can you look up uh, Dan the Italian restaurant? They have a new ta- uh, chef from Rome. And so they're changing the menu seasonally now. Okay. Last season the 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 menu was really really nice. This season, sadly, there's other than steak, there's nothing on like there that really attracts to me. Because they have a lot of fry food at the moment, oh. yeah. It's it's. Well, if you have a chance, you should def- you should try it. Do you remember how? Uh, do you remember Chico when oh they had that new chef? Yeah, yeah. He sadly is gone again. Oh, he oh sad. Yeah. Um. He looked like that guy in the Ratatouille. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He he uh, he he. So he's far for Italian, I do feel like Maso are doing well. Maso is always doing well. Um, that's uh-huh. near Adlia, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In the Palace Hotel. Yeah. And o- Roma is a classic. You Roma. Roma? Uh, w- isn't Roma dead? Mm. Every time I go in there, it's almost like empty. I know, but the food is still good. Okay. The, the food, it's just, if you want to enjoy like a classic ravioli or tiramisu. Okay. Even their seafood is always fresh. I, I mean, I've been to Roma a few times. Um, it's in the police station. <laughs> Um, which I always love because, you know, you can sit there and <laughs> having dinner and watch people <laughs> go to jail. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, this is the place. Primavera. Primavera, no, I haven't been. You haven't been yet? I went to the one in the Gulf, La Pergola. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that good. These are, th- like, some of these images are, these are not the images. These are, th- oh. this well, no, no, this is actually the image. Yeah, this is actually the image. My mistake. Yeah. No, I don't think I've been to it. Yeah, I, w- I mean... I would love your opinion as a food critic sure. to, to just to see what the t- uh, is a tiramisu meant to be runny and hot what no okay then thank you yeah. <laughs> that makes I, that's all that needs to be said then because I ordered one it was just it was like disintegrated and they they make a whole point that they make it in front of you in front of the table the tiramisu so if you order it, they have like yeah. a cart and a guy comes Actually and he makes it. Uh, this is the thing with tiramisu. The longer it stays, the better it tastes. Mm. So if you just like uh, make it on the spot, keep it a little bit in the fridge, 
the next day it tastes even more than the than the same day they don't even forget putting it in the fridge they have it like warm and they serve it to you on the plate wow. it's the only time i've so ever why is it warm though like i don't get it like because the original recipe there is no heating in tiramisu whatsoever i don't know either i've i've never eaten like uh, like hot tiramisu it was <laughs> bizarre so weird. it was really bizarre didn't they tell you like when you're dipping the biscuits or the lady finger in coffee the coffee should be chilled Oh, you didn't get any any biscuits either. What? Yeah, it was just a, you just get a spoon, and the tiramisu, and y- when you put it in, it just drips. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. That's strange. Yeah. So when you have the opportunity yeah, to go, and you yeah. can you can tell go me about there it. Go and waste my money. Of course. Well, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're doing it for the grams. You're doing it for the grams. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's an investment worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can you can point out and be like, this is Donald's tiramisu. <laughs> no. <laughs> You could just put it next yeah, to I'd it. I'd be like Hamad, the yeah. Saudi German guy from yeah. the podcast. Uh huh. Uh huh. Specifically told me to come to you and I don't mind. Check you Bring out. it up. I'm done. I I know the chef. Uh, I don't know his name anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> I greet him every time. So whatever that means. Okay. Mm. Done. Uh, let me think. There's so so. I do love Cantina Carlo at the Ritz. Check it out. They have amazing nachos. Great food. Which one is that? The Vice, the Mexican one next to Trader Vic. Ah, that's why. Okay, okay, okay. It always looks busy, so it must be good, I guess. Because mm. every time I go around that area, it's always packed. Yeah. They also have an Indian restaurant at that at that hotel. I'm not sure. I haven't been to it. And they have like a, I don't know what the right word is. They have like 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 a steakhouse. Maybe no. I don't know. I, I haven't been to it. Okay, so they have those two. So if you're looking for content, there you go. And at the very far in the back where the cigar lounge is, they serve their Ritz burger only on that menu. And it's it's quite expensive. I think it was like 20 BD or 15 BD. Wow. Just for a burger. Mm. And I think they give you an egg. Egg? Yeah, so it's like a burger, tomato, egg. And here you go. That's it. You know, I know a, a hotel yeah. that sells their burger for like 10 BD if you're sitting there. Okay. But the same burger, if you're sitting on their beach, you can order it for 5 BD. Is that the hotel next to the Ritz? Because they have a burger place in there, whatever that hotel is called. Uh, it's the one, Vida. Vida. Yeah. Oh. You sit there, you pay 10 BD, you go to the beach, you get it from fi- for 5. Go go on Google go on Google Maps and show me what the hotel is called right next to the Ritz if you don't mind Dan. Jumeirah, you mean? I think it might be Jumeirah. I think now they changed the name to. Because they definitely they have a burger place in there, like they, like it's a whole burger restaurant that they only serve burgers. Mm-hmm. It's it's very strange. I think I know what which one you mean. Now they opened there a French place called Bagatelle. Okay. Um, they do have some interesting options in there. Hmm. And what about the Four Seasons? Is there anything anything worthwhile eating in there? Um, I've had I the breakfast once. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I re Asian is like used to be one of my favorite favorite restaurants. Okay. Um, I went recently and I kind of find out like they added so many Japanese options now. But I do feel like their main courses are exquisite, but just don't do the Japanese part. 
Okay. Yeah. Like, for example, they serve otoro. Okay. Um, which is like the inner belly fat of the tuna that's supposed to be highly marbled, melt in your mouth, very buttery. Um, I didn't like the quality much. It wasn't, it wasn't that amazing as it should be. I mean, I w- the the place I went to. I don't even remember the n- what the what the name is, but if you remember the the lounge, the hotel yeah, like yeah. A- the entry, I remember it was a weekend, so I just wanted to have like a nice breakfast. Mm. So I went there, and then they have like they have like like a library section like in the far back. If you normally you have to, I think, book ahead to get that place, but for whatever reason, it was empty that day. And uh, so I sat there and I ordered some eggs and I ordered some some pancakes and I remember thinking to myself, uh, you know, I could make this, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the view was nice. Yeah. And you the ambiance. Try it, Asian. It's uh, like on the fifty-first floor. Gorgeous view from up there. This is the four res- seasons. Four seasons still, yeah? yeah. Is that the one where they have a bar, or is that it? Next to it, there's the it. Blue Moon Lounge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember they have also, they used to have a steakhouse as yeah, well, right? Yeah, it's still there, the cut. The cut, it's downstairs, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fan of the cut? Uh, the the aged, some of their aged steaks I really like. Okay. And their Philly cheesesteak is yeah. very, very So far famous. you haven't mentioned anything you didn't like, by the way. Very famous. <laughs> Um, so the cut, no, I, I never had a bad experience, to be honest. No. I think I was a moron, and I took fish once at the cut, and that wasn't... <laughs> I just had too much red meat. I just had too much red meat. No, it was chicken. It was chicken. It was definitely chicken. You went to a steakhouse and ordered chicken. I just had too much red meat. I just There was just too much red meat. And I was said to myself, you know what? Go to Nando's next time. Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't... It, there's only one Nando's place, no, two Nando's places here in Bahrain, right? I think so. Yeah. You're a big fan of Nando's? I do like Nando's. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Peri Peri. <laughs> Why not? I love flavors. You don't like Nando's? No. Why not? I, I never, the chicken is like, 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 um, like rubber. Maybe you had like um, a bad, bad experience. Yeah. yeah. So that's your favorite chicken place is Nando's? Not my favorite chicken place. No, there are so many other chicken. Like we have a Bahraini brand called Seoul. So why didn't you bring it? Why didn't you bring up your favorite chicken place? Why didn't you throw Nando's at me then? But you would know Nando's, la? Yeah, I get that. But at least introduce me to something good. Okay, Seoul and Zaya Town, they're amazing, mashallah. They started as a home business. Okay. And they used to like, um, you know, like announce certain days, okay. certain timings. You would have to book one week before. Mashallah. Drive all the way to Sanad, okay. park in front of their home, and just wait for your turn. Oh, wow. But you eat insane food. Like, I remember uh, my mom was visiting, so we'd just sit in the car. We'd like, our faces like stuffed with chicken. Like, she amazing flavors and i was so happy when they opened the restaurant is it like fried chicken fried chicken fried chicken sandwiches sandwiches no less mm. oh, yep. okay okay yeah. okay w- w- do you d- do you do any fried chicken no not yet right no. never no. maybe one day no. never i don't think so yeah i mean i i always find it i always find the the oil choice complicated because vegetable oil isn't no it's definitely a no 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 yeah, no. yeah. because that's that's how old mcdonald's fries used to be Old McDonald's fries was with beef fat. Mm, interesting. Back in the 80s, 
and and uh, early 90s and then i switched up i have a question for you go ahead let's hear it jasmine's fries or mcdonald's fries uh i don't eat fast food so whichever one you okay. like more okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is always a debate you know uh jasmine's for sure for jasmine's for you yeah i'll try it then i've never tried jasmine's but i'll try it. i usually don't eat fries because i feel like it's such a waste of space in my stomach and calories on fries but mm. i do love that fries especially when they're like then hot it's not a waste then is it if you're enjoying <laughs> it but not everyone does fries well that's fair that's fair so what is for you perfect fries is it thick or is it thin um like i i like the when it's like crisp from outside and inside like it's pillowy mm -hmm. and when they're like you know the right amount of salt right amount of spices on it uh, no one likes a soggy fry Okay, so do you like double fried chips or not such a big fan um, of double yeah, fried? Yeah, I, I heard like the Belgian ones are supposed to be double fried. Sometimes even triple fried. They're really cr like, they yes, crick. Yes, yes. There's actually also um, a, a nice Belgian fries place in District 1 mm -hmm. called the Belgian Crunch. You know what you need to do? Mm -hmm. You need to do a website for your food critique that mm -hmm. has like a, a monthly like, like, or like these are the places to try this month or maybe just make it like in a story yeah because you have so much good advice when it comes to good restaurants to check out and and uh, i will have to listen back to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> to look at the names of those places so if you have the opportunity make a story make a story and just be like this i don't know june these are the places or instead you can just go to my instagram bahrain foodie and check the posts yeah but that's a lot of work though you want to be convenient for your viewer. You want to be convenient for your follower. No? Think about it. Think about it. You can have right there next to next to uh, El Bahra. You can have like this month's recommendation. It'll be like July. It'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, thanks. Cool. Done. <laughs> Do you have a marketing team, by the way, who manages? You do it all by yourself. Yeah. <sighs> so who does the who does the recordings then? So do you have like a tripod or something that you take with your uh, camera? Yeah. Oh, sometimes I just put my phone and hang it somewhere. I don't uh. <laughs> <laughs> How are you not? <laughs> it's amazing. You know, I had a company uh, that approached me. They said, listen, we will do rebrand for you. We no. will make it professional. I like the idea. You know, someone who comes and do all the hard work for me. Mm -hmm. They were like, uh, you will have like certain outfits, they will have your logo, and it's we're gonna promote you everywhere and professional videos. That we will have a team who will come and take you know nice shots and of the place. Let me run away. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was actually excited, but then the restrictions that they wanted to put on me were a lot. Mm -hmm. Like for example, you can't do uh, negative reviews. Then I'm like, what if the place is not good? I don't want to change from being a critic into a promoter. There are so many promoters on the island, and they are so much better than me. I at promoting, you mean? At promoting. Yeah, not as a food critic, because yeah. you have to say something negative as a food critic, or exactly. s something to improve upon. And they were like, eh, but why would the restaurant like pay X amount for like this whole team and the production and all of this for you to end up saying something bad about them? Oh, so, so in their head... The, they they want the restaurant to pay you to do the promotional work. Yeah. Instead of finding uh, outside companies who are willing to promote your work, like 
uh, olive oil companies, coffee companies. That's that, yeah. that's how my head would work, yeah, right? Exactly. You'd, you'd get like 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 a, a support from some coffee place, like I get you. beans, right? Yeah. And then you go and review the food place, and then you can drink like that coffee from. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense to me. True. Mm, but that's what they had in mind. So it Alhamdulillah, you got out of it. Alhamdulillah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. God. There, sometimes these, these things like really, really scare me. Because <laughs> they swindle people into these kind of things. Yeah. Sure. And then when you read the contract, you're giving up like all your creativity, all the ownership of the Instagram account, all that nonsense. It wasn't worth it. I was like, it's fine. Just stay with me and my phone and we will take it from there. Absolutely. At least it looks more organic. You know, it's not like candid. Staged. Candid is the word you're looking candid. for. Yeah. Okay. Candid meaning like it looks like real mm -hmm. life. Yep. Hmm. I mean, I saw some of your posts. I, I'm, 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 I'm amazed because I wouldn't have that kind of bravery. I wasn't that brave, to be honest. That is very brave. That is very, very brave. I, I, you can, you can, you can put it away. You can go like, no, but it is, it is. Because I, I, the social like anxiety I would have to sit there with my phone and talk into it while, the, while there's other people in the room, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I used to be terrified, you know, like uh, thinking, what would people say? What if they write something bad or negative? This is when I first started. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> and I remember like my friends were like, they, they gave me huge support. They were like, who cares? Mm. Just raise your voice and say it out loud. And sometimes I just think of people as my students. Okay. So I, my anxiety would stop and I just act natural. So like you're speaking to a classroom. Yep. Perfect. And you, you never felt like shy or anything because other people in the restaurant is like, look here, you're going like. No, like <laughs> if they look at me and be like. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're really owning it. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And did you ever have the staff then come up to you and be like, sorry, dear. <laughs> what oh are you no, doing? Because you know, most of the stuff that I do is like voiceover. But smart. That is so smart. Yeah. Okay. But I don't just sit there and like, ah. yeah, maybe it's only the hello, hello. I might annoy them, but that's it. Okay. Okay. That's so smart because in my head, I, I was thinking that you're like, like sitting there and then be like, oh, <laughs> I really like this. And this could be better. Yeah. Imagine. They would kick me out. And the whole staff just like. Be like, are you ready for your dessert? Here you go. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, but I did do a few reviews where the owner would come and sit in front of me and he's just staring at me shooting and eating. And I, I was like, I'm sorry, but I, I can't do that. That's so weird. It, yeah, it is weird, especially like he's waiting for me. Like, I'm, I'm still chewing. He's like, how is it? How is it? It's good, love. It's good. And I'm like... I need to I need to just to be alone and when I finish I will call you and he got pissed and he's like but you you have so many followers that you eat in front of them I'm like one person so what if I say what is this in a nice way. Yeah. You told me, let me sit in a corner and just, you know, concentrate. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so if, if I was a restaurant, right, and I saw your, your amazing credentials and I saw your amazing posts and I was like, okay, this girl clearly knows food. 
You know, I, yeah. that would be my first thought. My thought wouldn't be, oh, I'm going to ask her to come review my food. My thought would be, hey, you know, Donna, can you come over and tell me what I could do better with the cuisine? Right? That would be... M I actually get like two types. Really? Some, uh, for example, some people would ask for a private review. <coughs> they would be like, we want you to come, just tell us what's wrong with the food so we can fix it. Don't post anything. And I'm like, okay. Mm. I just go do, do my thing. Uh, some people, they want me to post. Um, they're confident about what they're serving. They sign the waiver and everything. I go do my thing and we post it. And do they hire you back or, or? Yeah, I did have so many returning clients. And uh, like, for example, there's a place called Emerjan Sutish. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in the avenues. I first went there for their breakfast and the response was amazing. Although I did critique some of their items, I came back for lunch. Then they asked me back for dinner. Then they asked me back for their Ramadan um, set menu. Oh, mashallah. So whoever, like most of the people, I would say maybe 70% of them, um, they would call me back whenever they have a new dishes. Because it's very easy to work with me. I am very fair. They can feel that. And I would never go and say like, oh, I didn't like something. Mm. I always give reasons. And sometimes I even go to the extent to help them how to fix it. Can I look at your recipe? Let me talk yeah, to your chef. Yeah, yeah, I actually do that. I, I go to the extent of like, for example, um, when the restaurant was selling me a drink that tastes like eggs. Okay. And and he called it egg drink, I hope. <laughs> and it was actually because of sulfur. Um, oh. So they were mixing milh um, al Okay. Um, so with like, they weren't using fresh lime. Okay. They were using like salt lime. Okay. And they were like mixing it with the soda, but it used to create sulfur. Oh, yeah. I, I and you taste it, you feel like eggs, boiled eggs. Okay. If uh, we kind of, they figured this out because of my review. Did they make it into a bath so people can have a sulfur <laughs> bath? That's <laughs> but they fixed it. I mean, uh, okay. Wow. Mashallah. I did. If you didn't say anything, that would still be on the menu. You could <laughs> <laughs> come try the egg drink. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. So what's what's the future like with with your food with your food critic? Are you gonna own a website where you're gonna to do like more blogs and traditional stuff? This could be <coughs> something I I can do. Just like uh, turn the content there where it's easier to find everything. Um, I mean, you'd, you'd be more writing, right? Yeah. I did notice, like, people here, they don't like to write, to read a Drain, lot. yeah, I know. That's why I do videos, not pictures, and that's why I speak in Arabic. Because, mm. uh, and I also put subtitles there for expats. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, make everyone happy and make just life easier for everyone. And now with TikToks, did you see, like, the videos? They're, like, 10, 15 seconds only. Yeah. Um, so the shorter they are, the more popular they get. It's because the algorithm, you know, it goes by watch time, right? Yeah. And because so if somebody, if some clip is like five seconds long, yeah. then somebody's more likely to finish the five seconds than it is 12 seconds long, right? And so yeah. right now the algorithm is still a little broken because somebody watching, let's say three seconds or five seconds from, from a 12 second clip should be more valuable than something that's five seconds, right? Because the five second one is just like. But when it comes to food critic, I can't, I can't 
thoroughly explain the flavors in like 10, 15 seconds. Well, you don't need three seconds. Good. <laughs> and yeah. then you don't even say, you just shake your other head. I mean. I'd be like, I, that's why I tell you, it's the quality of people who follow you. Like the certain, the people who follow me, they care about quality. They want to know what they're getting into before going and buying. Um, I'm sorry, but like my followers are not like dumb or silly. And I can like underestimating, underestimate that, you know, them and be like, good, bad, you know. On <laughs> <laughs> no, TikTok, it will definitely work, uh, you know. Maybe for kids. I think you're getting a lot of credences to, to, to these people. I think a lot of them, <laughs> you know, are, are, are living mole rats. I <laughs> I've never been a fan of, of fans. I've never, have you ever been stopped on the street yet? Yeah. Mostly they'd be like, hello, hello, Bahrain foodie, and Bahrain foodie. Okay, but nothing creepy yet. No, we do get creepy at the restaurant though. Really? Yeah, like, you know, okay, once. Go this on. This is a crazy one. <coughs> tell, tell stories. Let's hear it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, <laughs> so basically, we had like this guy who just, uh, I mean, like, Bless his heart, he's trying to do well. So he literally uh, scouted Bahrain for like, uh, and bought so many products for us and just brought them to the restaurant for, for me to check them and see which one is better so I can use it. And that wasn't just like a one-time thing, it was like an everyday thing. Whoa. For like a whole month. Whoa. So like one day he would go to every bakery in Bahrain and just buys us. We'd never, you know, we never paid him anything. He Whoa. just does it from his own, on his own. He buys every type of bread available in every bakery. And it would come to the restaurant and there is bread everywhere. Whoa. The next day would be like Lebanon, next day hummus, next day olive oil. And, and I was like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And he's like, I want this place yeah. to be the best place in Bahrain. Okay. And I will help you do that. Okay. And I was like, but we're not going to pay you for this. Like, I know, but I like this place. Okay. That's okay. creepy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Full month. That's very creepy. And then after a month, they just disappeared. No, he actually. <laughs> he said, can I, get, can I get money for all that stuff I've done? Yeah. Actually came and uh, he was like, I'm actually on leave for like two months and I have to travel. I don't want to, but I have to. He came and showed me his leave, and he's like, Do you want anything before I leave? And I'm like, No, thank you. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! And then he's like, You don't want bread? I was like, I don't want bread. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I am skinny. He was like, Tabina Plus, you want money? I was like, No, we don't need money. We're good. And he's like, Okay, I'll see you after two months. Oh God! So and that was the time when you're looking at flight tickets to go <laughs> to Lebanon. <laughs> no, the two months might finish it anytime soon. <sighs> That's creepy. Mm -hmm. I I had somebody show up at my office once and ask for a picture. Shot? Uh, girl, no, no picture. Okay. Uh, the, that that to me was was it's not as extreme as you for an entire month. For me, that was the the because I don't put my address anywhere. Okay. Oh, that's creepy. And and yeah, she she was waiting outside. I I, I used to rent a space in Diwan. Yeah. And that's why I stopped coming to. Diwan. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I must have done something on Instagram. I must have posted something about it. That's the only way I can think about how that could have happened. Or maybe yeah. it w we did a show or a podcast or whatever. Yeah, I just remember it was a late evening and it was like eight or something. And she, there was this girl. She was just sitting on the inside on the bench. And I was walking past. And she goes, Hamid, Hamid and Marishid. And I, I turned and I, I looked and I go, yeah. And she said, oh, you know, can I have a picture with you? But that's weird. I was creeped out as hell. <laughs> I was like, Sh sure. <laughs> I, I literally had my hand hovering on her shoulder. <laughs> but that's sweet. It's nice to be recognized. I don't, I don't like you it. You don't like it? I don't like it. Then don't put your face on Instagram. You're lucky you're in Bahrain. You know, in Bahrain, they don't, <laughs> in Bahrain, they don't care much about uh, famous people. Like uh, in Saudi, you guys go crazy there. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But that's also because Saudi just like went through a whole process in the last like five years. The whole cinemas and concerts and, yeah. and Formula One now. Like this is a whole different thing than what Saudi was 10 years ago, you know? But you know, we had Michael Jackson living here. Yeah, I, I met him. And no one just... Well, I met him. Nice. I, not on purpose. I was, it was, do you know British Club? Yeah. I was in the British club. And he was there? And I swear to God, he was there. <laughs> it looked, he looked so out of place. And what, what, it, it wasn't him that really attracted my eye. He was sitting with like a bunch of Filipino guys. Oh. And I shit you not, I swear to God, I, 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 I he, he, one of the Filipino guys, or multiple of one of them, I, I must have been like 15 or 16 or something like that. And I yeah. walked past. And that Filipino guy had clown makeup on. <gasps> it, it, was, <laughs> it was so bizarre. It was so weird. Oh, my God. I remember staring. I remember walking past by the pool bar. And I remember just staring going, what is that Filipino guy? That's so weird. Because he was, you know, the wife beater top? You know that white shirt that just goes like that? So it was like, he w there was that Filipino guy and it was Michael Jackson next to him with those sunglasses and that hair. And, and, and I just remember Michael Jackson doing this while staring at like kids and people in, the, in that pool area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember the Filipino guy just giving, just giving me like dirty eyes. <laughs> Stop staring at me, although I'm a clown. It was so bizarre because his, his his skin color was a little yellowish, but his 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 face was just so white. Oh my god! It literally looked like he just took like white paint and put it all over his face. Now that's creepy. I think he just didn't want to like Michael Jackson to feel weird, because Michael Jackson was pretty white. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Filipino guys, like the two or three of them, they just, you know, they wanted to <laughs> show solidarity. Yeah, yeah. Amazing childhood, I see. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was never invited into his bedroom, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you think that whole story about him is real? Or I don't know. Would you let your kid stay at his house? Of course not. I wouldn't let my kid stay in anyone's home. Well, that's not fair. No, that's the reality. No. Better be safe than sorry. Why you can't do that? Kids need to like like spend time with their friends, or not? Not in this part. <laughs> really? I don't know. Like I, when I didn't, uh, when I grew up, my parents wouldn't let me stay at anyone's home. 
Well, I mean, it's a little different when you're a girl, I think. No? I just don't feel comfortable. Because when I was a kid, you had to the, uh, my, my dad or mom would send me to, to my cousins. Ami or Jalis Belenets or whatever. No? Yeah, maybe? No. No? They don't do that in, in Lebanon? I'm sure they must do that in Some Lebanon. Some families do, but my family didn't. Okay. Not even with you your know, brother? If you think about it, like um, most cases of uh, kids uh, abused are coming from family members. Yeah. So maybe don't send it to your to your yeah. cousin or uncle. Yeah. Maybe let them go to your f their friend's house. <laughs> no, no. What did you, did you do? You have any students that you still think about today? Oh yeah, so many. So Sorry, many that's many. a quite shock yeah. of change of conversation. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. I mean, like my students are my number one supporters. Um, that's sweet. Yeah, like when I started Bahrain Foodie, they always like comment, share my content. When I opened the restaurant, uh, they were like my first clients. Like in the opening, I mm -hmm. would see them standing there with their parents. Yeah. It was so cute. And I have a And their parents would be wondering, why is there teacher? You <laughs> 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 deserted this place and say, hello, hello. <laughs> and um, actually, I have a student. His name is Slayman. If you're seeing this, hey, Slayman, how are you? That's so Suleiman forces his mom <laughs> to order to order from me like when it's Eid or celebration or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, he's amazing. So, so do you do you do you use your active students in or in order to farm your your followerships and be like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Those who are following get a better grade. <laughs> no. no? no. But I do feel like some of my students like get overprotective sometimes. Oh, that's sweet though. Yeah, but uh, it can backfire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I I don't think you need at this point any protection. You already have three lawsuits uh, and and uh, and death threats and all that nonsense. I'm glad this is uh, in the past now. Is there any food you wouldn't eat? Yeah, like. Um, Hold on, I forgot the name, but it's basically the egg fetus Filipino thing. Yeah? No? No. Way? What about dragon meat? What? Dragon meat. Are there dragons? Dragon meat is, is what the Chinese call uh, donkey. They eat donkey meat, yeah. Well, I mean, what don't they eat as well? No, no, I feel like that's where Shrek came from you know like shrek fell in love with that the, big the, mm -hmm. dragon mm -hmm. good reference mm -hmm. right but yeah interesting they they call they call donkey meat dragon meat i don't know why but they do maybe if it's like i don't know maybe i would try it i'm adventurous when it comes to food what about horse as well horse i yeah i will feel bad but you know if it's already dead i will try fair enough fair enough fair enough yeah i don't like food usually that's very gamey no one likes that. But how would you know that it's gamey? I, I mean, I went to South Africa and yeah. we had like uh, antelope and uh, and uh, all these like like natural animals that they actually go and catch and shoot. And you eat like you yeah. the kills in that day and you eat that day. And the meat is incredibly gamey because it's it's out there surviving. Right. Oh. It's not like a cow or, baka or whatever. And they're yeah. just chilling in a field or sheep. You know, they're just grazing. grazing yeah. They're like out there surviving. And so the meat is, is totally different. I've had camels. Oh, yeah. 
always good. Camel milk, big fan or not such a big fan? Uh, camel ice cream, camel milk ice cream. I didn't have it in the milk yet. There's a place, I think. I know, yeah, but I'm scared. Why? Because like they say it makes stuff to your stomach and you gotta run to the bathroom. But you're already eating the ice cream part, <laughs> aren't you? The ice cream is fine for me. So yeah, I might try the milk soon. What about goat milk? Big fan or not so much? Oh, I love goat milk. Yeah, I grew up e drinking goat milk, goat cheese. We actually make like our Laban Levne cheese back at home. Ah, no plans of doing it yet here. I do actually. For oh. my restaurant, I, I make the Labne. Is there is there any dish that you, you think about now with your restaurant that you own that you'd be like, you know what, that's too much work to do? Something you would only do like for like maybe Ramadan or just seasonally, just because of the amount of effort that is required to, to do it. I mean, like in Ramadan, we did do some traditional stuff, but we do have like specialty things for Eid, like Ghuzi. Mm. So yeah, Ghuzi is like for special occasions. But it, you know, the thing is with the uh, yani savory food, it's like more the chefajer stuff. So I'm I'm not really involved in that. I'm more into desserts. Yeah, but there is there really no dessert that that is like really headache requiring? Um, I'm sure there must be some. There are. Yeah, for duros. take a lot of time prepare for preparation. But the thing is, with me, I like to see people's joy when they have them because they're so good. But I don't mind putting the effort. Really? Okay. Is there any dessert you hate? Mm, I I hate stuff with low quality of chocolate. Okay, but that has not that has nothing to do with like dessert that you make at oh home no, that you'd be no, like, you know what? I told you if I don't like something, there's no way I would serve it. Okay. No, 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 not from from a business perspective. I was just wondering. Yeah. Like for me, I've never been a big fan of donuts. Like you, you, I don't know what you'd have to do to me to convince me to have a donut. Yeah. Right. Is it like because it's like mushy and like the texture or the flavor? I think it for me, it's it's both. I I, I for me, it's just like a soggy bread almost that's just mm. sweet. Yeah. Right. And I just look at it and I go, well, that's just dead calories. First of all, and second of all. What is it? It's just nothing. And especially if it's just glazed. That's just glazed sugar. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think what you can do, uh, did you try lofty, the freshly stuffed ones? No. So lofty has a concept, and it's a drive through So you just go there, you choose your flavor, they get the donut, and they stuff it on the spot. Okay. So it always tastes a little bit better. Okay. Or you can just try my duros. It's a cross. I promise you I'll come and try your Between duros. Between donuts and churros. So, yeah, they don't feel soggy. Next time I invite you on the show, I promise you we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> buy a whole dessert <laughs> rack. And we'll put it here, and then you, we can try it together. And then, a and then afterwards, I can get a stomachache because I don't eat sugar. <laughs> but definitely and we try. do have sugar-free, dairy-free, gluten-free desserts. Wow. Mashallah. I did. Wow. We gotta, because you know sometimes a group is going and like one person is health conscious or like one person is vegan so we don't want the whole plan of the group to alter for one person so mm. we do cater for vegans and so do you do you believe do you believe that there is a whole what's the right word that gluten-free thing is a real thing I mean, apparently people are having stomach aches and they're not feeling well, so... But uh, is it like MSG that's just like in the head? I don't think so, because sometimes it's kids. Mm. Know, so we do get a lot of kids. If they, if they do eat stuff with gluten, it would, uh, you know, just hurt them. 
Have you tried not eating gluten for like a week or two no. weeks? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested just to just to hear what your feedback would be because I, I I've 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 done various different things. I've tried I've done intermittent fasting. Yeah. Which uh, I like the most, which is just like one meal a day. Does it work? For me, I love it because yeah. I because I feel a lot more energetic. Mm-hmm. My mind works a lot cli- a lot crisper, right? For me, I I do know what you mean because basically I used to order a lot of food. Like, can you imagine when Talabat first opened? Um, after like three four months, they called me and they were like, uh, "Congratulations, you're like one of our top three clients in Bahrain, and we want to give you a gift." And I felt mortified yet happy at the same time. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? <laughs> I used to order everything from Talabat, like literally breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts, snacks, gifts, everything. But I mean, no offense to Talabat, doesn't the food taste better when you eat it at location? I feel like just when you... That's true, but like we're busy people. Sure. So what happened then, um, when I eat a lot of food, like from so many places, I always feel like stuffed. I feel like, you know, like... Sleepy. Sleepy, heck. But now making my... This is where my idea, you know, or the philosophy that came for my food is to use very little oil, very little fat. So no matter how much you eat at Donna's Wonders, and I mean it, there is no way that you will feel like I can't move anymore. All right. It's just, it's power. All right. Energy. All right. Healthy stuff. We'll we'll try it. We'll go (laughs) and we'll we'll put you, we'll test your words. (laughs) But but it fascinates me because, because... for me, I, I always felt tired right after eating. Always. Yeah. For me, always, always, always. And the other question I had for you was for your client base. Would you rather them come to your shop to eat or would you rather have them delivered to your house? Oh, definitely dine in would give them a much better experience. Yani to walk in the old, uh, uh, in old Muharrag, to see the place. We have a gorgeous, gorgeous place. It's filled with art. Mm. Uh, but you know, like it's not. I can't say to people like just dine in. You know that will kill our business. So yeah, I know it's it sucks. Yeah. and sometimes you want to enjoy stuff and you can't go to the place every day. Well, also, I mean, most of your desserts, I imagine, is is cold centered around being yeah. cold. So that there's that which makes yeah. things a lot easier for travel. Hot food usually is always yeah, comes we did soggy. Make, I try to do like some options that are good for Talabat. Or for delivery in general, like for yeah. example, for breakfast, uh, we make our own brioche buns and we just put inside like a cheese omelette, cheese turkey omelette. Those are great for office or like, you know, just like a quick breakfast. We barely, barely put any butter in the omelette. Like, you know, it's, it's very light and the brioche is so, so good. And the portions are not that huge that would make you sick. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm. I think at at soul or at my stomach, I'm French, because I can use a whole stick of butter when I'm cooking. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I don't have. I if, if I'm making steak or anything like that, half a. I cannot promise you. I half like a steak butter. is different. Mm. Yeah, but like. Wow, I know. I love butter. Mm-hmm. I'll kill anything with butter. In fact, I'll, I'll use liquid butter to, to when I finish the steak, I'll marinate the bu- I'll marinate the steak again with liquid butter. Then you're gonna love our meal size. You're selling me. You already sold me. I'm coming. You got me. You got me. <laughs> mm. 
Have you tried uh, um, reverse sous vide steak? Sous vide steak. Reverse sous vide. Reverse sous vide. What's a reverse sous vide? So, you know, traditional sous vide steak is when you seal it airtight in a bag and then you cook it in hot water, usually yeah. at like 57 degrees temperature for X amount of hours, anywhere between 4 to 12. It, it actually depends on the weight and thickness, but okay. Yeah, sorry, that's just... M- it's okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm clearly not as experienced as you are when it comes to cooking, but, but f- the reverse sous vide method is uh, you, you get a temperature dial, you put it into the, the meat, uh, you put it in the oven, you turn it at 80 degrees, and um, then you let it sit there till it becomes 47 degrees, which is around medium rare. You pull it out, Put a hot pan, sear it, which is just like two seconds, and when you cut it in, absolutely perfect. My preference is reverse sous vide than than than, than traditional sous So it's oven and then searing. Yes. Okay, maybe you should come and do it for us at Donas Wonders. Uh, and if it's good enough, we will put it on our menu and call it Hamid. Khalas, I will. Y- uh, when I was in London, I have an apartment in London, and when COVID happened you know, the whole world shut down. Yeah. And I was stuck in London for almost a year. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's life, right? And uh, my, sh- my, my neighbor turns out that he worked at uh, a Michelin restaurant. Nice. As a sous vide chef. Hmm. And so for almost a year, I was just with him. And we were cooking every single day. And he was, he was, he was very, I don't know, I don't want to call him nasty. But he was very brutal. <laughs> He's very much like Gordon. Oh, oh Gordon Ramsay. Almost, it's not to that extent, but he, you know, he called a fool an idiot <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on a daily basis. That's awful. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Did you, did you, did you side? Did you, did you, did you sear the sides before you put the steak on?" No, chef. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah. But you know. Um, that's pure gold, what you got there. Yeah, I think so yeah. as well. It made me very like relaxed in the kitchen to be yelled at. To be like, yes, yeah, chef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You okay? <laughs> I'm good. I feel bad for you. Why? It was a lot of fun. He's coming to London sometime. I'll introduce you to him. Yeah, he's coming to Bahrain. Yeah. Sorry, he's coming to Bahrain sometime. Yeah, sure. I'll introduce him to him. He makes an amazing carbonara. Nice. Uh, with beef, obviously, bacon. But it's really, really, really good. Cool. Mm. Mm. I look forward to it. Any pasta dishes you're a big fan of that you cook by yourself? I love ravioli a lot. Ravioli? Yeah. Okay. With, like, mushroom? No, like, um, the like it depends if, if it's stuffed, like, with usually, like, ricotta spinach, ricotta okay. and mushroom, for example. Have you tried truffle stuff? I love truffles. Really? I do. But you got to get it from the right place. Mm-hmm. And fresh truffles, not, like, the oil stuff. Because oil, truffle is not, most of, most of it, not oil, most. Uh, truffles oil is not actual truffle. Yeah, it's just mushroom oil with taste enhancer, right? Chemicals, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do love truffles. What about saffron? That's tricky. I mean, like, I feel like some people, they misuse it. Ooh, go on. Yeah. So, 
when I first came to Bahrain and I had the saffron, I was like, no, that's so not me. Because it's such a strong flavor, you got to be very careful with it. Wait, 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 your first exposure to saffron was in Bahrain? Yeah, yeah, Th we don't have it in Lebanon. Oh, that can't be real. Yeah, it's not very popular there. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so that's odd. So, um, I absolutely hated it. But by then, I tried like a few items that where they, you know, because it's all about balance. Mm -hmm. If you if you use it efficiently and uh, just like the right amount, it could enhance the flavor and not overwhelm it. Do you, have you, uh, do, you do you, so where, me, so where would you then put saffron on it? So saffron can be used like, for example, like balalit. Oh, this is something, didn't they used to cook it for weddings? My dad told me a story, something like that, and he said that f for f it was like angel hair or something like that. It was very sweet. Yeah, they put with it rose water, uh, saffron, and cardamom, and then they top it with an omelette. He yeah, he said something like that, that they would... That it's in our breakfast. I mean, my dad gr grew up as a Bedou, so, you know, in Saudi, so he told me all kinds of weird stuff that, that was going on back in the day. Saffron, you'd use it on a saffron cake. They're sure. very popular here. The best cafe that makes saffron cake is Doze. Uh, oh, I think, I, yeah, okay, 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 okay. I think I know what you're talking about, The yeah. problem is with some people, when they overuse saffron, it becomes too bitter, and then they add so much sugar to cover it, so it ends up being, like, so sweet and, like, I, I, that's why some people would not like saffron. Much. Have you not tried saffron on rice? I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I know there's an Iranian dish that has like yeah. zayt or butter with rice, yeah. and then they put some saffron on it. True. <laughs> so good. So really, good. really good. It's so really good. good. Uh, usually, the misuse of saffron is mostly in desserts than mm. in savory. Savory, you can just kind of cover it with other stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but with dessert, it can be disastrous. Yeah, no, I, I, mm. I mean, I can't even think of a single dessert other than the one that you mentioned, a dose that has saffron as a, as a dessert. I actually item. now make saffron macaron. Okay. And they're really good. Yeah? But I just use a hint. Okay. Just for a flavor. We do have like also a saffron. Oil saffron or do you reuse no, the, no, the, the actual one? The actual. Yeah. Okay. Um, I make like a saffron cream. Okay. Um, and uh, we do have saffron milkshake. Bad. Ooh. It's very well balanced. Angel, it's all about balance when it comes to cooking. So tell me, what is the most popular dish then? <coughs> now, of course, the party bread. Some really? Because I, because when you said saffron uh, milkshake, and my head was like, okay, that's gotta be like that's gotta be number one. Uh, yeah, some people do come do come for for the beverages and drinks, but I know, hey, yeah, and people would come to us mostly for breakfast. Our okay. party bread. Dessert. Really. For breakfast of all, okay. Yeah, we well, it's because you close at seven, I assume, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And for breakfast, we try to cater for everyone. So we have like uh, something very similar to a Lebanese breakfast. It's called bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like I seven, see it, yeah. Yeah, seven mini dishes, egg, labne, cheese, jam. I make the labne and um, the jam also I make it. Fatte, this, uh, this one comes from a uh, Lebanese city uh, called uh, Tripoli. Mm. Uh, tastes different than the regular fatte. And uh, we serve it with uh, also a croissant stuffed with creme mousseline and a veggie platter with some bread. Uh, we do have another one. It's called Bahraini with a twist. 
Now, the Bahraini with a twist is from Chef Fajr. It's, yeah, that's the one. So it's basically aubergine aux haricots, which is the, the eggplant that mm-hmm. is roasted with the beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, egg tomato, bolalit, mehiawa with tomato, concasse, jarjir, and zanjibari stuffed with cheese and honey. Wow. So how often are you the, at the at the restaurant? Um, I'm there like for breakfast service every weekend. I'm sorry. Every weekend. No worries. Um, and uh, whenever I finish school, I run there. Okay. I'm, I, I'm almost there like whenever I have a free time. And, and do you feel like at one point <laughs> you'll have to make a decision between teacher no, and business no. owner? My uh, my director at the school has been incredibly supportive. That's fantastic. Yes, well, and they invested so much in me since I came to Bahrain, so I would never, I don't think I can leave them. Um, when I came to Bahrain, you know, I, j- I majored in English, as I told you. Mm. <coughs> then he became a physicist, a chemist, <laughs> bi- bi- business and then major, my God. I uh, went on with their support and did uh, something called CELTA from the University of Cambridge. Mm-hmm. It's a teaching certificate for mm-hmm. adults. Um, and then later on, they sent me to University of Bahrain. I did also some other teaching courses. And then last year, they sent me to this university in Texas to study about college counseling. So I'm, I'm so grateful for my school. For uh, do you think that a lot of stuff that they have in America when it comes to college counseling is even applicable here in Bahrain? I made it applicable. Really? Uh, yeah, I talked to m- the professors there and I said, like, listen, guys, you're asking me for assignments that will not be very useful for me when I go to my school and I try to apply them. So why don't we do something? Um, whatever you try to ask, any assignment you'd give me, I would try to adapt it to match Bahrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine it's it's not the same curriculum, it. environment, okay. whatever. Yeah, of course. They love the idea. And doing my assignments for that course helped me a lot. Like when, when we started the school year, everything was ready for me. I just needed to pull my assignments and mm. just put them into action. Mm. Then I, I did the research. Because, you know, college counselor basically they would ask you to just get all the important data from every university out there uh what's the admission rate what's the process what are the scholarships um and so on okay when you say college counselor i was thinking (laughs) something totally different i thought in psychology sociology you know like we're 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 one of the students have some issues be it emotional or whatever and they go to the college counselor Mm -hmm. To go and talk to those issues. That's why my brain was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so a college counselor basically helps the students access college. Okay. But you know, I, we help them also choose their major. Okay. Some of them, they're still not sure. And, and, and how do you do that process here in Bahrain? Do they contact you, the students, or do you have a campaign where you actively contact high school students, mm-hmm. families, and stuff? I do it for my school. Sure. So, for example, like uh, we start the program from grade nine. Okay. I'm with them at the school every day, so I know the students from grade nine to twelve. We start building their portfolios. Okay. We get their CV. We we start putting them into career internship. We send them to do some. Mashallah. Wow. Um, um, you know, like give back for the community. Um, they do a lot of charity stuff, and along the way, from nine to twelve. Uh, we kind of figure out like what they're curious about. Let's mm. put it like this, not their passion. Mm. What do you want to learn more about? Mm. And from there, you know, we try to take it and direct them to the right university. So, so uh, sorry, I was laughing because I, 
I, I, I'm not a bad adult, but I was a b- very bad kid. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. w- my d- business teacher every year would go to the local. This was in the UK. We would go to um, to to like a old folks home. You know, where old people, yeah. elderly home where they live yeah. and they take care of them. My business teacher, although he wasn't old that old, he looked very old. He looked like a very stressed and. You could tell he had difficulties, you know, in 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 life, and he just looked, <laughs> he just he just looked like melted chocolate. <laughs> he just he just looked like a disaster, and I remember, I remember just looking at him, and I was like helping one of the nurses or something, changing a bedpan or whatever, or or or, or talking to one of the older older folks, and I just see him take out his phone, and I and I saw him going outside, right. Like just taking a phone call and going outside, and um, I look at that and I say, hmm, okay, "Something can be done with this." So I went to find one of of the of the you know helpers, you know, because some patients have Alzheimer's, yeah. So they need to like calm them down. They're you know bigger guys. <laughs> you can see where it goes. <laughs> so I went to him and I said, "Hey, um, I, 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 while you were on the phone, he wasn't on the phone. So I just said, while you were on the phone." I think one of the one one of the patients escaped. <gasps> he put on a suit and just walked out. And then he looked at me and he's like colored drained from his face. <laughs> and he ran out. He just saw the, the, my business teacher from the back. Shit. They ran out. <laughs> they picked him up. And then they dragged him back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It was amazing. It was amazing because no one believed him because he kept saying, "No, I'm a business teacher." (laughs) 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 And they just went, "Yeah, yeah." What's your name? Do you remember your room number? (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) They had to bring in. They had to. They had to bring in the this the the front desk woman who signed everyone in. (laughs) That he wasn't here. Did they find out it was you? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, though. I will never forget two these two big guys just picking up each of them one arm yeah. and just dragging him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very oh. mischievous. Hmm? Very mischievous. Yeah, I, got, I, always, I was always in trouble. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's why I was laughing when you were, when you were telling me that <laughs> you do community support and yeah. stuff like that with the students. So, as the st- as the college counselor, sorry, I need to gather my thoughts. So, as the cou- counselor, um, you help these kids from year nine to thirteen. Twelve, you, 12 sorry. You put yeah. together their their CV, their application, and does the school that you work with connect? Are are they connected to a university? Yeah, but that's my job, basically. I okay. contact universities. I try to bring them in. Domestic you know. or international? Both. Both, whatever. Yeah, but like for the international ones, we can, th- sometimes they do these conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for the local ones, they either come to us or we go visit their campus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, students can ask their questions and uh, apply whenever they're ready. B- and b- it's not, eh. It's because I know that some universities give discounts on on your level of score 
true, like scholarship type of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember the name of the university, but I remember one of them here in Bahrain were offering up to something like 60%. Most of them do. Tha- I most found that incredible. Yeah. Okay. Most private schools do, do have like these offers. Um, and what's special about our school is basically we are a fully inclusive school okay. that caters to special needs and autistic kids. Okay. So we do believe in early intervention and um, we get like kids as young as, you know, four year old. Um, and by the time they reach grade 12, you can never tell that, you know, they're autistic or they had any issues. Um, and the huge difference that we impact on the lives of these kids, yeah, it means so much to me. That's fantastic. Yeah, and seeing them now in college and, you know, being engineers and, uh, and studying in like IT, mostly they just go for these two fields, uh, engineers or IT, especially like when they are special needs. Yeah, especially because they don't have to deal with people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's incredible. No, I, 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 there is a clinic here called Touch. Yeah, I know them. Uh, you, you know them, right? Yeah. Um, we were their suppliers for textiles, and mm-hmm. the deal was, as long as as long as as long as you're helping kids mm. for your staff, I will always provide all the uniforms That's for free. That's very nice of you. Right, and you know, there's never going to be an invoice from me, Aww. ever. So you just tell me what you need, and we'll get that done. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's so why did you say your podcast audience is mostly South American? It's I think it's because the, the I think it's because of the name. Oh. I think because I the whole idea behind the unself truth part because I wanted to ask people how did they get to the position that they are in, right? You being an entrepreneur, starting as a teacher, coming from Lebanon is not a typical path because there's plenty yeah. of people who are just like you who came from Lebanon, and still doing nothing. Not nothing in the sense of, you know, they're not... They're yeah, they're I know what you mean. They're not, they're, they're not actively trying. They're happy with whatever they're doing, and they go, you know what? Chalas. You know? And I, I feel that that's really sad. Can you imagine going through your whole life just doing the bare minimum? It could be to them. You know, I feel like every person has a certain capacity. Mm. Um, not just, like, physically, but, like, emotionally. So sure. some people are more yani capable of uh, dealing with many things at the same time. Absolutely, but but, uh, but I think I think we're miscommunicating. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. You know. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. I was trying to make it like uh, a little nicer. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm like low key humble. Like, uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 not so much that what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who 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 don't like try. Yeah. You know who who just like oh it's not gonna work. Eh, eh, you get so many, so you many know. species. Uh, like uh, even people around me, they'd be like, uh, eh, they would try to put you down. Or that like, as well. La, 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 that doesn't work. Lish, yani, wh- why do they feel like Why do you have to get involved yeah. and then try to pull someone down? I think it's because again, with the whole fragile ego thing. I think battle mentality. Some people think and no. Maybe they're not ma- meant for greatness. Oh, they think you know they can't reach that far. But I don't see it as greatness or, or potential. I just, I just, uh, I, I, I worry in my head, and I think most people don't, don't realize that they're going to die. You know, I think most people think that life is just going to continue on forever, and it hasn't hit their head yet that time is running, and one moment you're going to wake up at sixty, 
and you're not going to be satisfied of where you are in life, yeah. not career-wise, not financially, yeah. with your relationships with your friends, the relationship with your family. Because instead of, you know, going out and, and, and talking to your friends or meeting them or doing whatever, you sat down on the couch and watched TV. There, I get you. There's plenty of people like that, especially the younger generations now that I see who are crazy on the mobile phone or video games. My sister, who's, who's 13 years this year, she doesn't have a single, no, I'm lying, sorry. She doesn't, she doesn't have more than two actual real friends. Like in, in, in a room. Yeah. All of them are, are virtual. virtual. And I'm like, that's, that's not a real place. It isn't. Twitter isn't a real place. Mm. You know, Instagram isn't the real place, in my opinion. It will be. I, you know, I, I am with and against this. I do mm -hmm. feel like the younger generation are much smarter than us. Sure. Um, they're more efficient. Um, I think they're dumber, but yeah, go on. No, no. Uh, I feel like they're onto something. You think so? Yeah. I, I we wasted so much time being nice to people who are assholes. I'm sorry for that. Wow, look at you coming out of the shell, finally saying something truthful. <laughs> and just like faking it. I feel like they're more real than us. They, they stick to their beliefs or whatever they're feeling. And they have a feeling, they feel entitled to that feeling. They will speak about it, they will talk about it. That's something we were not raised to do. I, I remember being raised and no, you should always smile and look fine and everything is okay, even if you're not. Mm, mm. Well, I mean, I was raised always, uh, you know, if you smile, the world smiles with you. And if you cry, you cry alone. <laughs> Does that hit, did that hit home? <laughs> you just gave me a weird look. <laughs> did that hit home? <laughs> I think it's still true. I think we were trained or raised to pretend and everything is fine. Yeah, I mean, my dad was, was always the kind of guy that always go, you know, there's no point in complaining when there's work to be done, mm. you know, and he was, he was always the kind of man that was... I get that. That's a good thing. But sometimes يعني, it's important to know, you know, it's okay to say no and to stick to your ground and just like, you know, have boundaries. And I feel like newer generations, they know that. Like صح, صح, صح. I agree. I completely agree with, with, the, with that. No, yeah. no. Totally, totally. I, I, I think that the, 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 but my worry is that the younger generation is, is, is so gullible. Are they? I mean, have you seen who's famous on TikTok? Gary V, all these people who are selling you crypto, all these people who are, who are selling you like get rich fast schemes. Whenever I see that kind of stuff, hairs on my neck like immediately like go up. You know? Do people actually believe though? Uh huh. They do. Uh huh. We have we having a crypto guy on at, uh, uh, later on today at six who's going to come and, and talk about his whole enterprises with it and how he's selling businesses here in Bahrain on blockchain and stuff like that. And I'm like, they made millions on crypto. Have they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what they say. That's huh? exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's ex everyone claims that they know somebody or heard of somebody <laughs> who's you know made it big, but I, I don't believe that money and life and success comes easily. Anything that True. True. you know, 
If, if, if you have a business, uh, uh, for example, if you're looking for a business consultant and he comes to you or she and says, you know what, I can grow your business by 50% year on year, you're going to run away. You're exactly, yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah. be like, what are you talking about? But it will it takes a lot of patience, a lot of problems and setbacks. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's never like a... Yeah, I, I know, I, exactly. And that's what worries me with, with a lot of the younger generation, I think. They just have to do the right investments on crypto. They just have to buy, uh, you know, a, an NFT, and suddenly they're gonna be famous and rich. No. I feel like maybe yeah, some of them are like this. Maybe. I, yeah, I mean, truthfully, I, well, I'm speaking out of complete out of my ass because I've uh, what does yeah. I don't have any relationship with any yeah, <laughs> people I, I of that group. About the youngsters that I know. Like exactly. You, know? you you have the voice of you know the generation right into your ear whispering. Me, <laughs> I'm just observing from the far. Our students are good kids, smart kids. So, so what are the kids saying nowadays? What are they into? What, what are they looking at? They're into education a lot, and their communication skills are really? Girls or guys? Both. Uh, Both. What? Yeah, we do have like some great debate teams. And you know, now they have like the United Nations Council kind of thing that That's they cute. do every year. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, they, they discuss some very interesting topics in there. Because I know in the Western world, you know, U.S. specifically, most guys are stopped going to university. Oh. They're all going back to blue-collar work. Uh, uh, welders, plumbers, hmm. uh, uh, electricians. You know, in, in, in the U.S., you can earn 50,000 BD a year as being an electrician. Oh, wow. In the U.S., you can, as a plumber, you know, you can earn 60,000 BD. Wow, that's good. That's very good. Uh, because there's th there's too many there's too many graduates, yeah. right? And and not enough trade skills. Yeah. Somebody has to somehow build a house, right? Exactly. Yeah. Somebody has to put the electrical line. True. And so all the you know a welder, especially deep sea welder. Yeah. You know how much they earn? Two hundred fifty thousand BD a year. Nice. They work six six weeks off, four weeks on. Good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Vocational, vo vocational training is very important to any country. And uh, if you think of it, like a lot of countries, I think like South Korea, they, they do have that a lot. And they do have like special schools, let's say for IT or for, you know, building those electronics or whatever. Um, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. What, what would you like to see in the education uh, uh, system being done? Would you like to see shorter classes, longer classes? I would like to see more application, to be honest. Okay, more hands-on, you mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. You know, now, especially like with the modern teaching, the way that they tell you is the lowest form of learning is to memorize. Sure. And the highest form is to actually apply. So I, I would love to see all these theories and concepts that we discuss in school we put it in a way where students will actually have to do something with it so they would truly understand what they mean. So from your professional opinion, what do you think of countries like Norway and Scandinavia who only have one exam ever? Okay, so as a teacher, I do believe assessment is important just for us to, not just for the teacher, but for the student to know what, what their you know, strengths and weaknesses. And because based on that, only that you can improve yourself. They do assessments. I know, but you said it's once a year. No, no, no. They do assessments throughout, yeah. but they don't do an exam. Oh. 
So you can't, there's no but like. like the, the exam is an assessment. No, 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 no. They do a week, they do, I think, a monthly or weekly assessment where they ask like quizzes and questions about it's the topic that they're studying. That's what we do here mostly. And then, and then instead of having like an end of year exam, which is pass and fail, that there's none of that. Right? It, you, yeah. you go from, from, I think, zero to eight to grade 13 or 14, and only at 14 do you have one exam. I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I really don't know. I, I feel like this is not that good, especially for students. Like, what if one kid is struggling that year? You would make him go and learn new concepts and new things that he would need the skills for from the previous class so he can actually excel in those. But that's not fair for the kid to waste his life for him to reach grade 13 and find out like, oh. I, I no I system know. is perfect, though. This is just one way of they've done it. In Bahrain, actually, there is no, they don't fail kids until grade four. Hmm. So you keep going up because, you know, one, two, three, and four is almost the same. You're just building the basic knowledge of the students, giving them more confidence and stuff. But like after grade four, like five and six, you start learning like some important concepts. And each year will, will be like a foundation for the year that comes after. And what's your opinion on homeschooling? Pardon me, what's your opinion on ho homeschooling? It will take a very dedicated parent mm -hmm. and their mental state might be in question for that to succeed. So, so do, you, do, you not, <coughs> do you not think there's a potentiality of a parent potentially hiring a retired teacher, maybe, a f maybe two or three retired teachers who are now just retired and do some sort of class system? It's different, you know, like once a kid wakes up with a, you know, gets dressed, reaches to that school, is in an environment with other kids, because part of the teaching, you don't just learn from the teacher, you learn from your friends. Mm. When your friend gives a wrong answer, you know that that's a wrong answer. Sure, and sure, there's sure. another answer. Or let's say your friend gives the right answer, you'd learn from it. Not just this behavior-wise, social skills. Um, Emotional intelligence. True, true. I mean, I mean, you can't teach that in books. I, I mean, statistically seen, um, homeschool kids, at least in American statistics, that's the only one I'm familiar with. Um, homeschool kids do academically better. Academically. Academically better. Yeah. They also tend to be more successful later on in life. I know it's yeah. it, it's because because the way the way it's structured with 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 homeschooled kids is that most of these parents make sure that they have loads of activities to, to do without the day. Yeah. So they send them to karate class or football or whatever. Yeah. You need like a dedicated parent who has nothing to do in life except this. That's that's mean. That's not that's for real. That's not can that's you mean. You're gonna sit like two three hours teaching that kid subjects. I understand. You need to give them their meals, but then they have the activities. I understand. <laughs> but I'm just saying, she's not, Yanni has nothing else to do in life. That's a little mean, Yanni. It's nice that she wants to dedicate her life for her child, isn't that, Yanni? It's something to be. I don't know. No? You know, you know. I, I believe in schools. Like, uh, but, you know, eh, yeah. But what I, I would suggest is, Yanni, for teachers to stop being so traditional and stick to the paper and pen and memorization. Is that still going on a lot? Yeah. I, I, I Not a lot, but it still goes on. I remember in Saudi, I mean, I grew up in the 90s, so it was a very yeah. different world. Um, I remember I was sitting in, I think, I don't know, whatever science class was called back in the day. And I had an exam. 
ها ها احنا نجزام الحين اجلس اجلس جالسنا اعطانا واقع اعطانا قلم قال اكتب كل شيء علمت هذا السنه ذا واز ات ذا واز ات ذا واز لايك اي ريمبر اي ماست هاف بين لايك 9 اور 10 اور سمثينج لايك ذات ات واز لايك ا كلاس روم اوف لايك 40 كيدز ذات وي ار جست سيتينج ذير ويذ ا بيبرز بيبر اند ا بن It was a very different world back then. <laughs> yeah. Interesting childhood. Hey, you know what? Education was was uh, optionary <laughs> back in the day. Wow. <laughs> Do you still have kids going outside? You know, doing like fahat uh, and all this kind of stuff. You know, they they go to the parking lot and then they do like wheelies with the car. No, I don't. This doesn't happen anymore. No. This is halas. This is all gone. BIC, Bahrain International Circuit. You can do that sort of thing there. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm 30. I'm not looking to do that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, no. This is all gone now. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Because my childhood, this was like all the time. Did that not happen when you were growing up in Lebanon? school kids maybe like the silly ones who didn't go to school really yeah uh, why are you worried what you said i don't know because i i do feel like people who are into these sort of things especially like the young ones like as you described them would have like a lower iq than normal i mean i <laughs> that's mean <laughs> we can we can we can don't worry about it <laughs> So, so you're a believer of IQ and all that stuff? Of course. I mean, like, you met so many people. Mm-hmm. You literally feel and everyone has got it all up there. Sometimes I wonder, like, how do these people actually survive? I mean, my problem with the IQ, the whole testing, is it's... it's Not the IQ and testing, but I do feel like some people are so dumb. And there's other people, you look at them and you go, well, that person clearly doesn't live in the same reality. He's seeing Yanni. Exactly, yeah. This yeah, they live in a totally different universe. D- have you ever met the guy or girl when they have that thousand mile stare? Oh, they just like. They just like. I had a girl once, and uh, she was like, "I have an important question I want to ask you." Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, "Yeah, sure, of course." And she's like, "If a tree fell in the middle of a forest." Okay. If there's no, s- if there, if no there's one was no there to hear it, did it really, really fall? fall? Yeah. And I'm like, it's it's such a stupid metaphorical question. And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, no, think about it. And she got so emotional. Uh, it, it's 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 this philosophical nonsense, right? And the uh, the uh, the the whole opinion is like. Quanto ergo, Marco, um, quanto ergo sum, I think therefore I am, therefore all external experiences that you cannot like verify, therefore it mm-hmm. ha- hasn't happened. It's like this whole philosophy thing. 
Yeah, but no? some people, yani it's nice to be aware of so many philosophers and so many theories, but then to take it that seriously and to that extent. And then start crying about it. It's not too dramatic. Mm. I agree. I agree. I mean, a lot of people love the idea of metaphysics and philosophy just because it gives them an outlet from the, from, from the material world. But then they're not very well read <laughs> about it either. <laughs> they just read like blog posts on Instagram and they go, oh yeah, <laughs> Foucault said this and all that nonsense. And you're like, mm, any other financial stuff you want to talk about? Mm. I would say like whoever is opening a business, make sure you have a good business plan, do your costing sheet. Did you have one of those? Um, actually I didn't. Uh -huh. And I was poor, not poor. Uh, they told me you have two weeks to open. So uh -huh. everything just, you know, happened. I winged it. Uh, but no, like when I was selling my stuff online, I actually had a costing sheet. I thought of it like thoroughly because I didn't want to change prices if I opened the restaurant later on. Um, so um, you got to make sure, Hanjad, that you're making profit. Otherwise, it's not sustainable and it's not worth your effort. If I mind me interrupting, Dan, do you mind going on YouTube? There's this really great resource for you. Here, that channel there, it's called Upflip. The reason I'm showing you this, um, he gives fantastic business, ad not just business advice yeah. on, on building a business, and they do like catering and kitchen and coffee and restaurant, but he also shares all the Excel documents that they use on how to do the pricing. Good, that's so, very good. So especially if, if, if you're still, like he talks about how they measure everything by a single unit, and then they divide it by, by how much units is in one coffee, for example, like X amount of volume, X amount of sugar, X amount of thing. See? Yeah. I actually did that without knowing this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm sure you can download this resource for free. I actually did that with my dessert because yeah. I, I, I sat there and I'm like, I can't just like be like, oh, let's just put this X amount. Mm -hmm. I needed, you know, to make sure any, um, not just the ingredients, my working hours, my effort. No worries. My working hours, my effort, uh, and have a good profit margin. And think about later on packaging, because <laughs> so many people don't think about packaging, and it's pretty expensive here. Did you know that fr the McDonald's fries, the packaging costs McDonald's more than the fries? I believe that. Yeah, yeah. and the packaging is also more healthier to eat than the fries as well. <laughs> you don't believe that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, I so was shocked about packaging, so to be honest. So how did you put this all together by yourself? Did you I have no idea. Now looking back on it, would you do everything the same? Or would you get help yeah. faster? Actually, no. Like, I'm actually surprised with the things that I thought of back then. Yani. Now when I, I'm bringing now a business development, be like, oh, you should do that. And I'm like, I've already done that. And they're impressed. And I'm happy for that. Yani, alhamdulillah. I'm happy with every step I've taken since I opened the restaurant until now. And sometimes it's not me. Oh, I'm such a genius. I thought of it. But for example, I would get a friend and they're like, let me do this for you. And they would do it. And it turns out to be a success. Oh, that's fantastic. Like Chef Fajr, when she started the breakfast, mm. um, mashallah, it's doing great. Like now mostly people come breakfast. Do you do like, do you do, um, do you do the, the coffee like clip thing? What do you mean, coffee clip? Like when they come to a breakfast, that they get like a stamp on a card. Oh no. You don't. You, you don't want to. You think that doesn't really suit your brand. Yeah. Yeah. 
What about selling gift cards? I think that would be a really uh, good. Uh, we don't do discounts. We don't do offers. No, no, no. Gift cards. Yeah. I gift cards. Yeah, that's. That's, that's totally good, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a discount or anything. No, uh, this could be nice. A <coughs> gift card. Yeah. Because they can give it to like a friend for true, a birthday. True. Yeah, yeah. You know, or or whatever. Hey. Or for Ramadan, maybe as gift or whatever. That's lovely. Yeah. Doesn't cost you very little to set up. Exactly. And you can sell those like card thingies, 10 BD, 15 BD. True. Then you have cash immediately in the register. And then you can put on a put on an expiry date for one month. <laughs> so <laughs> you're you got one month, yeah. buddy. Exactly. You're you don't come, your money's exactly. Yeah, okay. That's how these. <laughs> that's why these things work. Why do you think Nike wants to sell you those gift cards all the time and stuff like that? Because they all have inbuilt expiry dates. And Nike is very bad because whatever gift card you buy from whatever channel is only available for that channel. Oh. So if you buy an online gift card mm. for somebody, they can only use it on the online store. Okay. They can't go to the location and be like, oh, you know, my I got a mm. birthday gift. They'll be like, sorry, no. <laughs> Full price. Hmm? Thank you. See, now I got an idea from you. And I, got I get inspired by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes, you know, you're, you're, I get inspired by a lot of people. Do you think it's, do you think there's enough value for your time to go and, to go and mingle with other, I mean, I just don't understand. There are, there are communities here in Bahrain that are for entrepreneurs and business owners. Mm. But I feel like a lot of the entrepreneurs that I have sitting here have very little interest to actually go to these events, which I find strange because, you know. You can get inspiration from everywhere. It doesn't have to be an entrepreneur or someone is doing it. Yani sometimes um, um, a small interaction with a student or with a parent or uh, it doesn't have to be about my business. It could be that they're sharing something completely different, but sure. it would spark an idea in my mind. Sure, sure, sure. But the, the only reason I, I, I brought up the subject with business and entrepreneur because for your B2B business, for example, or because it gives you access to more resources and networking abilities. I feel here is more candid. Yeah, you mm. feel it's more relaxed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. Happy. All right, we're recording. <laughs> Everything done. Microphones are on. Yeah. We need to make a checklist at some point, guys. Okay. Well, we're back from our little break. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add on? Anything else that you uh, want to talk about your business? Um. How do people reach out to you, maybe? Yeah, you can DM me or uh, send me an email. Mm -hmm. um, and please do visit us at Donna's Wonders and Harag. Oh, my God. Yeah, the whole podcast. You are <laughs> genius in marketing. I mean, we must have brought up your website and shown it maybe five or six times. I think you're in the wrong field. I think you should be in the marketing field, if anything. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Oh, okay, well. I'm just passionate about That's my baby. And if I don't promote it and believe in it, who will? Who would? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I think you, you're, 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 I think if you, if you want some un unsolicited advice, I would like to see your website worked on a little bit more. Yeah. I think the, the, the font with the logo looks a little weird because it's, it's, it almost cuts on the D. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and on, the, oh, and on the S. True. Any other advice you have for the younger generation watching? Anything else you want to um, say? Just believe in yourself and the sky is the limit.
Sky's the limit. Yeah, that's the final words you want to go on. Yeah, I mean, like, it, there's a code that says if you really want something, the mm-hmm. whole universe will conspire into making it happen. Oh. And I'm a strong believer in that. Do you, do you believe that there's, there's, there's a limit in the sense of if you've tried X and X and X at some point, you know, maybe you should try something else? I mean, like, it depends. It depends on the thing, and it depends if you're curious about it, and it depends on the way you're approaching it. Maybe you just need to approach it in a different way. That's such a political answer. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You're very corporate now. Yeah, your mentally has completely switched. (laughs) From the candidness has disappeared, and now I have the (laughs) business-trained Donna. Hmm. Hmm, hmm. Well, okay, if there's anything else, uh, please comment, guys. Um, you can reach out to her, uh, look at her over time. She only is open till 7 for private gatherings in 7 or more, I think, is is yes. is for after 7, right? Um, birthday parties, blah, 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 B2B for events. They should exactly. message you, DM. Uh, yeah, so anyways, it was a true pleasure to have you on. Thank you. The pleasure is mine.